Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. I did not like that. I hope that does not pick up on my, on my, it's like some fucking TikTok over voice going. Um, all right, folks, this is episode 49. Um, I am joined by my best friend, Mikey Van Horn. Uh, anybody else out there, you have to call him Michael. Mikey is reserved for best friends and top three best friends only. Um, so to you, he is Michael. To me, he is Mikey. He is joining me today. We are going to be going over all the NBA contracts, some of them that we love. We're going to be doing some way too early predictions. Um, we're going to be doing some trashing on teams for some of the terrible contracts and GMs for their just the way they throw money. Uh, but first, before I introduce Mikey, um, podcasts available on all forums except for YouTube because I do not like Google. I am protesting them. And I'm more so just shy, but uh, I'm on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe to the show. Help me out a little bit. Uh, if you want merch, teespring.com or go to my Instagram page. Link is in my bio. Um, so I'm actually selling pretty good on those. Um, so get them while they're hot and they should always be hot. Uh, to be honest, I will never run out because they are made by Teespring. So uh, go buy as many as your heart, your little heart can please yourself. Um, all right. So to introduce him, the man, the myth, the legend, he's got a baby on the way. Uh, he will not be letting me do any sort of uh, lessons of life towards her because who would want me teaching their kid things? Um, Mike Van Horn, say hello. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? I missed you, buddy. How you doing, man? Hanging in there, like you said, baby on the way. So nervous just, a little bit? You, you know, it's funny. I talked to Justin for the first time in like six months yesterday. You would think we he lived in Alaska or something, but uh yeah, lives right five minutes away. <laughs> yeah, right down literally right down the street, like same road and everything. But we talked uh yesterday. Wait, he got a house? He got his own no, house he now? He, he lives in an apartment, so literally you take a right out of my houses and you go yeah, right there. The road gotcha. to, straight into and you can go straight into his apartment. <laughs> Um, but he, he called me and asked me that. He's like, are you nervous? And I was like, it's funny. I've been doing my same job for two years and I still freak out about doing things wrong. And I get nervous and I get anxiety there. But like, for some reason, I haven't gotten nervous about this. I'm more so excited. I think the nerves are not about becoming a dad. It's like trying to, I think it's going to be those first two weeks, like where you're really starting to get into that routine, maybe longer than two weeks, but I'm just mm -hmm. trying to, you know, be confident and be positive. But, uh, I just think it's like, right now, like I'm going to, I'm going to have six, five weeks of paternity leave. So like, it's going to be that. Wait, you get paternity leave too? Yeah. Oh yeah. You get uh, California, you, liberal bitches, bro. Hey, you get, just you get liberal puss bags. You get 12, you get 12 weeks, but it's technically. Tell them you're breastfeeding. They'll give you 18. 
Yeah, Morgan gets a shit ton of time. She's like four months. But uh, this, I mean, that makes but, sense though for the parents. Yeah, but like, so I'm taking five. I mean, I could take twelve, but like, it's how it all works and stuff. I think some of it would end up becoming unpaid and stuff. So like, I'm just taking what I'm going to be getting paid for. So, um, but yeah, so I'm just doing that, and uh, it's not really, you know, I'm not nervous. Uh, it's people may say that, and they actually are. I'm really not. I'm just more kind of want to get the ball rolling at this point. You know, like obviously we're in month basically nine, mm-hmm. we're almost in like nine months. Yeah, she's about to pop any minute, right? Yeah, I would say we're like two you think weeks there's a out chance it's early. Oh, so my my guess is August twenty eighth. That so everybody we were taking guesses for people and everything, and uh, me and actually her stepmom weird we picked the exact same day, uh, August twenty eighth. Uh, that would be early. That would be. She knows uh, her stuff. That she does. It was it was cool. <laughs> and uh, two <laughs> two weeks. For anybody who doesn't know, I've hit on Amy multiple times when I was drunk. <laughs> I love Amy. She's smoking. <laughs> so continue. She's a, she's a great mother-in-law anyways. Um, so yeah, so that, so my guess would be two weeks or basically it's like a little bit over two weeks early, which technically that's, that would be full term. I think you're full term at 38 weeks. So roughly would be still full term. So it's not really early, but it's just early for the due date. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your official but, due date? They say like September, September 15th. 15th. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, again, it's like at this point, like I think it's just been talked about forever. Yeah. It's like all we've been really planning for the last, I'm just like kind of ready for it to get here and kind of just get the ball rolling with it. Um, and see like what life's going to be like. Cause I come home from work at five o'clock every day. I'm like, I can pass out on the couch, you know, like I can do whatever the fuck I want. And it's going to be a little different when I'm coming home, especially when Morgan's still on leave and I'm coming home, like Morgan's probably going to need a break and all that stuff. But we have my five weeks of kind of figuring things out. And I work from home two days a week. So that will help a little bit when I go back to work. But, um, so what are you going to do after her maternity leaves up? Like, are you guys going to put the kid at like, you're going to put the kid in daycare? Like, what do you, what's the, what's the plan there? So we're going to rely more so on, um, crap. We're going to rely more so in the first. So we will eventually do daycare. We, we strongly believe in that. I think like getting your kid around other kids is really important. Centralize them. Yeah. Um, just, we just, I mean, now that some of our friends have kids and stuff, we're just seeing it too much that they're a little coddled in their own little space with their parents. And they only time they ever go do anything or they're around other kids is if their parents are there or it's other family kids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's just, I've noticed that it seems to really hamper their sociability. And I don't want that. Um, I want our kid to be able to say thank you to other people. They give them like a piece of candy or something. And that stuff just kind of matters to me. So mm-hmm. definitely do daycare. But to answer your question, so when Morgan goes back to work, if everything's still going chill with my job, we'll see what's going on. But I will probably take another week and kind of like let her transition back so she's not worrying. And then we're probably going to have my mom kind of watch her. Cause I remember I work from home two days a week and then Morgan will be working from home two or three days a week. So, but it won't always be an overlap or there will be some overlap. So there'll be some open days and my mom will probably watch her. And then by the time right. she's old enough to go to daycare and kind of like, you know, feel like that we're, we're comfortable with that. She'll start doing that like one or two days a week. And then my mom will help out since my mom doesn't have a schedule, but, nice. but Good, I, yeah, it'll be your it'll mom be will love to love to take care. Oh, of. dude, my mom has gone. My yeah, my mom's gone. Probably. Bit. Oh yeah, it's yeah. 
Yeah. I, I made a joke that because Morgan's baby shower is Saturday and I made a joke because Morgan's like, you know, like, I just want to get this done. So like, I know like what people bought. So like, we know what else we need to buy because like, Morgan wants to be organized. And I looked at her and I was like, look, whatever's on that registry, my mom's just going to buy the rest. Like she will. And Morgan's like, no way. So I was like, okay. So we had dinner at my mom's house and I was like, we were talking about it. And I was like, Morgan, I already told you right in front of my mom. I was like, my mom will buy everything on that registry that isn't purchased. My mom sat there stone faced and my mom, like usually like, no, I want or anything even like to try to hide it, but she couldn't even do it. Cause she's like sitting there going, yeah. <laughs> so giddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And Morgan's sitting there, like Morgan's going to smirk it. And I'm like, I just know my mom, like my mom's going to sit there and go, wait, you didn't get the, the wipe warmer thing. The thing that warms the baby, but you didn't get that. Well, I need to buy that. Like my mom will do that. So yeah, it is what it is. Like That's what my I'm not stressed. I, I feel bad because I'm not stressed. I almost feel like I need to be stressed, but like, I'm just, that's not my personality. I just like, look, the kid's coming. It is my, what it is. Yeah. My parents are, they're already pushing me to get married. They're, they're like, so if you need a small loan for a ring, I'm like, first of all, I have money guys. I have money. Second of all, like neither one of us are in a rush, Lindsay or I. So like, yeah. So they're like, but they're like, Hey, kind of hurry it up get some grandkids. And I'm like, I get, I'm 29, but like 29 is the new, like 25. It's just, I'm still young, man. I don't, I don't need to rush into it. I would say, I would say from my opinion, from somebody, I guess, like who never really had to worry about it, like I've been with the same girl since high school. But I would say you're in a good spot. I mean, I would. There's a lot of people that are 29 and don't even, like, you know, like you're dating the girl you're gonna marry. Like you guys are going to. Like these things will happen. If it happens six years from now, if it happens tomorrow, it doesn't really matter at that point. Like right. there's no rush. And I mean, and she, shit, man, I dated the same girl since high school. And we didn't even get married until I was 27. Yeah, and here's the thing: is like her and i are on the same page about it like she's not in a rush i'm not in a rush we all that matters do some traveling too but um but yeah man um well fuck let's just uh let's just dive into it dude let's um let's get into this this nba talk uh first and foremost just so many i i want to just go out on a limb here and just say that there are so many bad contracts out there where GMs, you and I have talked about this. GMs are now just throwing money at people, giving contracts to people who don't deserve this type of money, which we'll get into examples in a little bit. But it, I mean, the it's like when the salary cap started expanding, they did not know how to like control their fucking nut sort of thing. Like they were just like they were just nutting everywhere and just throwing money. And now that set a market precedent moving forward. Now everybody's just kind of falling into line in that. And now everybody's just getting buco bucks. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. Cause I was actually listening to a podcast today and the, the host goes, Oh, you know, like with the salary cap, you know, with the, with it exploding over the last couple of years and, you know, you have the money. He's like, people always talk about cap space and how they love that, that their team has cap space, but they have to spend it. And I'm like, okay, Let's just say, because there is a salary cap for you have to spend it. But, but if you have to spend it and you're a bad team, give, just go out and give a guy a one-year, even if he doesn't deserve it, go give a one-year $25 million contract. Like, why are you giving dudes three years, $45 million, taking away cap space when, you're su- when you suck? 
Because yeah. what if in two years your draft picks do hit, and now you have these guys that aren't very good, that aren't very like that weren't good at the time, but they developed, and now you have like a KD Russ Harden situation, but now you don't have money because you have two shitties on your team that you've given money to that are taking up 25-30% of your cap. Like that's I mean, it sounds easier said than done, but it's we're seeing it so much that I feel like I'm missing something. As somebody who's not in the NBA, who's not a GM, but it's like, why is like when you look at these contracts, like I some of them give I hate. Like why is Gary, Gary Trent Jr. fifty four million from the Raptors? Yeah, three years. Okay, so that's a, that's that's basically. I mean, if we want to round up, I mean, it's eighteen million a year. We're not the round up. It's eighteen million a year. Why they just lost Kyle Lowry? Pascal Siakam has taken a step back. They're not a contender. Why are you signing a guy who shoots 40% overall from the field who he did? He was playing better, I think, on the Blazers. They, they swapped for Norman Powell, I believe it was, the trade last year. And it's like, mm-hmm. but he, so uh, he's, he's worth $18 Because I can flip this around and go, Malik Monk just got the minimum from the Lakers. He shoots 40% from three. This guy shoots 40% from the field. So why is Malik and, Monk and only thirty three percent from the three? Like he, so, it's not like he's a good three point shooter, you know. Because there's some guys like like uh, for a good a good example, like uh, uh, Reggie Bullock. He only shoots forty four percent, forty three percent from the field, but he shoots forty one from three. So you're gonna get guys who sometimes their shooting percentage doesn't look good, but they're like almost only a three-point shooter and so their three-point average is like pretty similar to their field goal average reggie bullock is a great example 41 percent from three he's 44 percent overall which isn't lights out 44 percent. it's like it's okay it's not like great it's nothing mind-blowing but he's pretty much an only a three-point shooter so like yeah and gary Trent jr for instance like, like to, to be fair he's a 40 he's basically a 40 percent shooter for his career from three he had a bad outing with the Raptors, but I'm looking at his stats and I'm like, okay, so you're giving $18 million to a guy who averaged 16 points on the Raptors and 15 points on the, on the Blazers last year before the trade. He's shooting 13 and then he was shooting 15 and a half times on the Raptors. Gary Trent Jr. should not be shooting 15 times on the team. Yeah. That's like third best player. I mean, in some cases that could be second best player depending on the team. Absolutely. Shot. He should be shooting eight times a game. So that's all inflated. So as a GM, I'm sitting here going, why, I, I, as someone who's not a GM, I'm saying, going, why are we giving these guys this type of money? And as someone who, who's especially, really, sorry, keep going, sorry. Keep no, going. If I, just someone whose team really struggled at free agency, which is I, the Pelicans, I think, did a ter- just a terrible well, job. And, and to add to your point, too, you're giving this guy, like, because you, you could play devil's advocate of, like, well, like, yes, but we're going to add guys to this team, so he's not going to be shooting. Like, we're paying him $54 million, He's not going to be shooting... 15 shots a game he's going to be shooting eight but the problem is is the raptors didn't do anything to take shots away from him they didn't add anybody to take shots away if anything they're giving him more shots because they just got rid of kyle lowry so he's going to be taking 18 to 20 shots now and now you're telling a guy which then you could argue if you're depending on him to pay to to take 20 shots he could be he could be technically underpaid now because he's only making 18 he's probably gonna be your second best scorer behind siakam like who's their other score they have nobody well i mean it's i guess it would be van vliet but i don't know if you would call him a pure scorer but like that's what i'm saying it's like he's a a good scorer but when i I just look i love i love van vliet i I would take him Um, um, but like i i also think like with their with this is a like if he bumped it down here's the other 
tricky part though. It's like, even if he bumped it down, like he was on a team, they're like, all right, we're going to take shots away from though. Like he is going to shoot eight or nine shots a game. You're paying a guy $18 million a year to take eight or nine shots. To me, that's just like absolutely absurd where I look at him and I compare him. Like you made a great comparison with Malik, uh, Malik Monk. Another great comparison, Rodney Hood, who just signed with the Bucks. I have that on my love. I love that contract. I love that deal. Just because, again, you're not my my favorite deal. Though we'll we'll, we'll get into it a little air uh, with the Bucks because I have I have them too. But um, I Bobby Portis. I, I think that to me that's the steal of the free agency. Fucking two years for nine million for him. Like he's gonna get you twelve. He's gonna crash the boards. He's never gonna not put effort in. He's gonna play his heart off, his ass off. I mean. And he's, you're getting him for four and a half a year. Yeah. It, that's well, a steal, I mean, man. That's, see, that's a mixture of two things, though, where it's like he took a pay cut. It's out there that he took a pay cut. He was offered yeah, more money, obviously. but he wanted to stay with the Bucks. But in saying that, like, it's not going to mean, it doesn't mean it's not a great deal because it is a great deal. And I mean, he, it, but he created that. That's a little different than when teams, you know, go out there and find guys or whatever. I mean, this, this is a that's guy true. who's saying, I love being with the Bucks. They did a lot for me last year. We won. I want to defend my title. And I, th- I think the second year is a player option. So he's probably not going to be back next year because he supposedly passed up a $14 million deal last year with a team. So, but I mean, look, he was on the Knicks, I think, for a little bit. And that was a disaster. He obviously, his bowl stint was a disaster when him and uh, Mirachik got into a fight. He broke his jaw. Like, there's just a lot. I mean, he's had a he little bit of a rough Mirachik's time. jaw? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Bobby Portis fucked him up in a practice. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know he broke his jaw. I don't know if he got. I think he got traded. To, I don't know where Bobby Portis got traded. Either him or well, Meritage did get traded. I'm pretty sure, but one of them. I think Bobby got traded too, and then he went to the Knicks. I thought, but regardless, he showed out in the playoffs. And when you're getting that guy on a four and a half million dollar deal, like that's a steal. I talked My, about him. And I, talk, I talked about him being the X factor for the Bucks winning the title. The whole the whole title run. I was talking about how they needed to play him more, especially with DiVincenzo being out. They needed to play him more because he was their only bench scorer. Like true, like Pat Connington is not a fucking scorer. He's going to hit maybe one three. Yeah. And I think if I were to go into free agency, like, because we're not, again, we're not GMs, obviously, but you go in for your favorite team, you're thinking, okay, what do I want my favorite team to do? I think I would look at things and be like, okay, let's say we lost. Let's just, I, Evan Fournier is a good example because I don't understand his contract. He got a four-year, $70 million deal. I think the fourth year is not guaranteed because, remember, the Knicks are lining everything up for three years, which we don't understand what the three-year mark is. I still don't know who what free agent that is. Um, but they're lining up all their contracts for three years. I hate Evan Fournier's contract because who are you bidding against? Who wants Evan Fournier for $80 million? Like right. if there's a team that wants Evan Fournier for $80 million, let him, let them have him. Evan Fournier is not changing your team's fortunes. The Knicks had a really strange free agency only because it's, I get what they're doing. It's same, same. Yeah. Well, let's get into that later. Let's, let's, let's save that for later. Cause okay. they, they have, they have, I, I think arguably some of the best contracts out there. It's arguably, I think. Yeah. yeah. But we, we could save the Knicks, but like going back, it's just like when you look at and you look at the landscape, like I can use this too, because the worst contract of free agency, in my opinion, by far, hands down, is DeMar DeRozan. And it's it's not because he's not a good player. You Technically, think over, you think over <laughs> Duncan Robinson, 5 yes, for 90, and Duncan Norman Robinson Powell, 5 questions. for 90? I have Duncan Robinson in my questions, not in my bad contracts, because I just feel like talking it out a little bit. But here's the DeMar DeRozan dilemma. This is, what, this is why I think it's the worst contract. Is DeMar DeRozan a $28 million a year player anymore? No. 
But DeMar DeRozan had no, had no suitors, like not because people didn't want him. There was no money. So if you're a Bulls team right there, why are you giving him $28 million a year? Right. He had, he was the, the report was he was about to meet with the Clippers. The max money the Clippers could have given him per year was $5 million. Is he worth more than five? Yes. But the point is, who are you bidding against? Why are you giving the guy $28 million? Like as somebody who just, I think there's logistics to this. And I want to know when that trade's made, why did you settle on $28 million when he had no market? There's nowhere. The leading cap team at the time he was signed and traded was Charlotte with $13 million. Quick question. There, there's no money. Do you know if DeMar DeRozan's, uh, he has a third year option? I've three, read the he's three, three years is fully guaranteed. What? I read the three years are fully guaranteed. Well, that's okay. So here's what I'm going to say. I don't get that by DeMar DeRozan. And, and like, I, I really don't like, like how Bobby Portis is. You can compliment him for being, for kind of giving the bulls or the bucks, excuse me, the bucks, uh, a good, like a good fucking deal. I don't understand why DeMar DeRozan would take this because you're signing yourself up for three more years like, I get the Spurs thing because he had no real say in that. He got traded. So, right. I, I get that. Like, he hasn't – but he's a free agent, and he signs with the Bulls, who are clearly, clearly not contenders. Like, they're not even close to contenders. And he just signed them, and they signed – they had three massive contracts signed in in this free agency where they basically put themselves in a position to not be winning games – and I don't understand why DeMar DeRozan, a guy who had, I would say, in the grand scheme of the NBA, was routinely in the top 25 of players. I think that's a fair argument to say. Yeah. Routinely. A 100%. top 25 player in the NBA who, for his legacy to be, like, even just considered, a like, a historically good player throughout the NBA, he needs a ring. And especially when he had contendership years with the Raptors, and then you kind of see him fall off. And I, I still think to this day, because he's talked about openly about his depression, I think Kawhi Leonard caused that. <laughs> I think yeah, he, he got before, traded. And then the first year back with the same team, Kawhi yeah. Leonard wins a title. I think Kawhi I, Leonard gave him depression. I think that's going to hurt you. I mean, it, obviously you gave a lot to a city. I, it makes sense. But like, Okay, so the Bulls, I think the Bulls could be like the Hawks of this year. Like they have a lot of, I think they have a lot of decent talent. Like there's a, they could make a run if like the the, the, the chips fell their way. I honestly think that. But in saying that, it doesn't. Really? You go look at I mean, they, my, my thing is, I mean, I have the Bulls. I have a couple of Bulls contracts. Like I don't understand Caruso. I love Caruso, by the way. I think he's worth the money he got. I don't understand him going to the Bulls. I just didn't understand that. I I mean, well, so you're guy. gonna have. So, what are you gonna do with Colby White? You got Zach Levine, Colby White. Now you have Lonzo. Are you putting Colby that, on the bench? Yeah, that's what. I, that's what I don't get. Like he's like maybe Caruso's better than Colby White. Okay, but he's cheaper than Caruso. No, no, no. You have also Lonzo Ball there, though. Yeah, like, that's what, what I'm you, saying. You just signed him. So, well, that's what I know. So now you got three fucking point guards. So, what are you gonna do with those guys? Well, you got three fucking point guards, and you got Demar Derozan, and you got Zach Levine. But to be fair, well, Zach I guess Levine, DeMar you can play Zach Levine and Demar together because you put Demar at the three. Well, DeMar could play at the four, too. He played a lot of power forward on the Spurs. So that's that was a little tidbit thing that I'm saying, okay, it works. But regardless, DeMar can go average 24 a game next year efficiently. There was no reason to give him a, a raise. He had a raise. 
He had a raise from his salary last year. DeMar DeRozan is not a better player than he was five years ago when he signed that contract. Sure, there's the caps higher. Sure, there's inflation, whatever you want to say. But he does not deserve $28 million a year. I, the, but to, to counter your point, I understand why he took it. They're still a good team. They'll, they'll make the playoffs. They'll compete. They'll play they'll hard. They're not going to win I do not think they'll make the playoffs. Oh, I think they're going to make the playoffs. The East has. I, I do say. I will say this: Vucic being on the team is is a nice addition. That's a good big man. I don't know about twenty six million a year, but that's that's another story. But he, I, I think he's a good big man. But who are you going to fucking lean on? Like, it, it's, it's Zach Levine's job at that point. I know. I hey, we're we're in the same boat with Zach Levine. I get. I'm just saying they're going to make the playoffs. The, the, the East, the East is bad. Like. It's three, four teams, and then the other four teams are going to be fighting. But they're, they're going to make the playoffs, especially with the playing game. They'll make the playoffs. My point is, when you look around the landscape and you're going to sign a guy and you're a general manager of a team and you're supposed to do what's best for your team, you want DeMar DeRozan. But unless something comes out that we don't know, because, again, we don't know behind the scenes, who was offering DeMar DeRozan 385? I, 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 I don't know, because he was meeting the Clippers. The Clippers couldn't sign him that unless they were going to sign and trade somebody for him, like Reggie Jackson, but why the Spurs want Reggie Jackson? So it's like, I just... I don't know. I, I, people like I, people get mad at like someone got mad at me at my work. It's like Gerard Rosen is great. It's okay. Again, who are no, you? No, he is not. For? That guy. That guy should never talk sports again. Demar <laughs> Derozan and the word "great" are never in yeah. the same sentence unless you are talking about slashing. Like, yeah, he's a great slasher. That's about it. That's the only thing that's great about him. There's nothing I mean, else to great be fair about with you, I don't. I, I mean, the, the thing is, I think the Bull, people are going to say the Bulls had a good free agency because they picked up good players. No, but they did. But, but, but I mean, Demar Derozan is a good player. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you good. I'll give you good. But like Caruso they picked up one, but they picked up player. they picked up one good player, and then two decent players. And in my opinion, two of those three players they picked up, they wildly overpaid. Wildly overpaid. Remember, they also paid Lonzo Ball eighty five million. No, I know. So Lonzo, so if we're gonna we were gonna talk about Lonzo for a second. My, my even, buddy texts me 21.5. Yeah, my buddy texts me and goes, How did Lonzo get that? I'm like, I don't know because I don't know what people see in Lonzo. People, people like it's the name and people see glimpses and they, so they're willing to pay for it. But guess what? I watched I watched every Pelicans game in the last two years. I've watched all the Lakers games with Lonzo before they traded, before LeBron was a big mainstay and I wasn't a Laker fan anymore. Like I watched them. The dude yeah. plays, there's something confusing about him. He could be a superstar. But he doesn't know how, and he will never figure it out. He doesn't know how to finish at the rim because he doesn't. He's soft. He doesn't go hard at the hoop. He shoots like he's fucking JJ Redick now. He took out the best quality of his game, which was passing. He doesn't even fucking do that anymore. It's like, what are we seeing in this guy? He's so lost. His headspace is so fucked up that like it drives me nuts. I would. That dude should have been signing a qualifying offer or be getting like ten mil a year because he's a project like Markel Fultz with the Magic. He's a project. Why, why do I want Lonzo Ball to shoot nine threes a game and just sit up the top of the key and do step back threes or spot up threes all game for 21 million a year? That's all he did for the Pelicans. And they're going, oh, it was a bad fit. It's a bad fit for him to play with Zion Williamson running pick and rolls and throwing mobs. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. what are they seeing this guy? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the NBA. I don't know. People like Lonzo. Why? What does Lonzo do? Tell me why you like him. Because of potential? Dude's been in the league for five years and literally looks like he's the most scared person on the basketball court. Well, he looks like this. He looks the exact same he did his rookie year. Has anybody, has anybody watched his brother? They're the same fucking player. Just one of them has confidence. 
And one of them goes out and goes, fuck everybody else. Think the motherfucker was asked about playing LeBron. He goes, no, nah, this is another dude. And he goes out and balled out against the Lakers. Like, LaMelo has it. Like, you just, they, they want Lonzo to have what LaMelo has. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have that confidence. That is what he's missing. I've never seen a player more scared to drive to the basket and then do the ugliest floater that looks like he's never played basketball a day in his life. He does a two-handed floater. He has no touch around the rim. How can you play a point guard that can't even fucking go hard to the basket off a pick and roll? They can just play under the screen all they want because I want him to shoot. Oh, he shot 40% from three. Okay, cool. I'll take the $21 million a year point guard chucking threes all game and doing well, nothing else. The thing is, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is just me looking for a bad angle, but he's a 40% free throw shoot or a three point shooter. He's the most inconsistent 43, 40% three point shooter I've ever seen in my life. Couldn't agree. Could not agree more. Like he'll have a game. And when I, when I say that is cause like, he'll have like three games in a row where he will literally go like one for 10. And then he'll have like two games where he's like six for eight, but like, it's just inconsistent. So it's like, based off averages, it looks like he's a good three-point shooter, but he's so fucking inconsistent. And, he, and so I, I don't understand the game. And you're not going to, it's like, his whole game is inconsistent. It's like one game, he'll have 11 assists. And then it's like his next game, he's got like five or six. It's just everything about him is just like, night to night, you don't know where his confidence or where he's going. Like, you don't know what your Lonzo ball you're going to get every he's single night. He's actually a 38% three-point shooter, too, which Still, people, people are nitpicking, but, like, that actually matters. So, um, but he was off great. Eight. 38 is still a good three-point shooter, but to our oh, point, yeah. he's an inconsistent 38-point shooter. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I look at his stats. Okay, he averaged 15, basically, five and five. And I sit there and I go, he averaged 15, five and five, and that's those are fine numbers for a good a good player. Like, and but like I I watch those games. I don't even know where those come from. He looks so lost on the basketball court. How many free throws does he shoot a game? Oh my god, he shoots one a game. Really? He didn't drive to the basket. He's he, like I'm telling you, dude. If you if you can even find it, Alonzo Ball floater. It is. It's it's the worst thing ever. It's I don't even know how to do it because I'm I'm not retarded. So uh, can you say that on here? <laughs> yeah, it's my podcast. You say what I yeah, retarded. No. I don't yeah. Care. It's retarded. <laughs> so um, but yeah, the bulls are interesting. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think there's talent there. I the East isn't very good on the bottom half of the of the East. I think they'll make the playoffs. I, I didn't know. I will say I forgot Vucic was on the team and that does change things. So oh, I love I love Vucci, man. He's a good yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I will say that does change things. I just don't know because, and the reason being is, one, you got to now intermingle three fucking point guards. I mean, I guess you could play Caruso at the two. That's probably where they're going to play him. So they'll probably have him back up, Zach Levine. Um, I, I, I'm i just not high on it. I, I've never been high on DeMar DeRozan. Um, to me, I don't want to say he's like Ben Simmons, because he's a better shooter than Ben Simmons, but he's somebody who's like Ben Simmons in the manner that he... Oh, what happened to your uh, your camera? So it, uh, just died. it just died. Oh. oh, well, we'll continue to do it without it. Um, the one thing I will say, though, about DeMar DeRozan is like he, he's, he's a lot like Ben Simmons, in my point of view, where he never learned to develop a three-point shot. And he, he's very one-dimensional offensively. I don't know how you're going to – I don't know how you're going to get that. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to get him late in the games? 
having an, uh, the ability to shoot is so crucial, especially in crunch time, fourth quarter, like people tighten up in the paint because they don't want easy shots. You're going to rely on him for like, you're really going to go to him at the end of the game now at 32, about to be 33. And a guy who his best shot's probably an 18 foot fadeaway. Yeah. You know, it's funny. And it's because I'm like, look, like I don't like LeBron James. So I'm not a Lakers fan. But isn't it funny how because of that name, Lakers, they'll get shit on through free agency, even though I think they've had a mind bog, like great free agency. But like they're signing the older guys and they're like, well, who, they have West Westbrook. Now. Who are they going to have shoot? Who the fuck do the Bulls have to shoot? Like you, you're telling me because they have Vucevic, who's a decent big man, three point shooter. DeRozan doesn't shoot threes. Again, Lonzo shoots 38% from three. And I promise you, I, I will bet anything he doesn't shoot better than 38 or he's going to shoot under 30 uh, 38% this year. I watched him. Who else they have? Colby White is, an, is he a good three point shooter? I don't even know. I, I, mean, I watched that guy a little bit. He looks like he ran. I'll look it up though. He looks like he looks like he's about to be. I think he's a slasher more, but I don't want to talk out of my ass either. I read something about Caruso shooting like 40% from three or something like that. If that's true, I don't know. Caruso's I, not bad. Caruso's no, a good Caruso's a, a really weird. good hustle energy guy, too. Yeah. I like him. So it's like, and obviously Zach Levine's a good three point shooter, but like I can flip this around and go, okay, well, Zach, Zach Levine's your all around guy. He's also your playmaker. So it's like, that's LeBron and the Lakers. So LeBron's a good three point shooter. So th- th- these points people try to make, oh, the Lakers need shooting, Lakers need shooting. It's like, well, every team needs shooting, but why is it that the Lakers are the problem when there's so many teams that do these free agencies and you go, oh, they're good? They go, I'm glad what the Bulls did. Why aren't they getting crapped on that they don't have all this shooting? Like, that's just. It's just funny to me that we see that. And I don't know if it's because of I'm again, don't like LeBron, but I don't know if that's the kind of attack of LeBron led team. I don't know the deals with it, but then the Lakers go out and sign a bunch of shooters after they sign all these old guys, they do a great job. And then it's still like, Oh, the nursing home Lakers and stuff. And it's like, well, they are old though, but are they yes. like, they're older, but like they signed Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, uh, they have Taylor Horton Tucker, who he is a good player. Like, he, but you're not relying on him to be great. He's a role player right now. Like, he has a, that's a good role player, though. Like, they have younger guys. And personally, I think Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn should start. Both 40% three point shooters who are young and energetic around the three old, uh, the two super. None would be, well, you don't really have a point guard. So I think none does need to start. But I think he'd be better serving you as a backup point guard. Westbrook is the point guard. Well then, yeah. Then Nunn's coming off the bench. Yeah, I was just thinking that they want. I like, like Nunn better off the bench. I, I figured they would have put Westbrook. Right I figured they would have put Westbrook at the two. Yeah, we don't have to do Lakers right now. It was just one of those things where I laughed because I'm like, I don't care if we do Lakers right now. Well, I they they made a lot of moves. This they've made a lot of moves. I personally think the Lakers have the best free agency in the last wherever I started really following free agency. I think they've had the best free agency of all time that I've ever witnessed in the last since like this has become a thing where like whoa just tweeting and everybody's following it and free agency has become its own like phenomenon. Like I think they've had the best free agency ever. I they're this, getting, are I, you talking about this this summer? Yes, or, because they added everything they've needed. And I agree, they've added a lot. They've needed they basically just needed shooting and they added that and then some. And they, and they still have Schroeder to where either he's going to take something from them to come play six man. He won't be the starting point guard, obviously, or they're going to sign and trade him or he'll just leave either way. But like they're older. Yes. But they also just signed two dudes that have a lot of potential who maybe being around this group will be even better. Kendrick Nunn and 
Malik Monk. I love the those are like my two favorite signings. The fact that they got Kendrick Nunn for five million and Malik for Monk for the minimum. Year. Yeah, that's robbery. And for the minimum, and they're forty percent shooters who are young, energetic guys that are going to play hard on this team. Like, well, I like my my favorite signing actually for you is Wayne Ellington. I like that too because he's a great shooter. And he's an incredible. But here's the thing: is he can also role. put it on the ground. He's not like t- for a three point shooter. You know your typical three and D guy. He's not really going to slash ever. Like if he does drive, he's immediately looking to pass. That's pretty much what your three and D guy does. Is if he's getting run off the line, he's driving in. He's looking to kick immediately. Wayne Ellington can have you fly by, and he can go. He can go. I don't want to say all the way to the hoop, but like he can get off another shot. You know, he has more. He has more than one move. Um, yeah, I think what was it for when he was playing for Miami? He was, didn't he average like 20 something for the season? Like he, the guy knows how to score. He was a great scorer in college. He was, he always he had, knows how to put the ball in the hoop. He's been an incredible shooter his entire life. Yeah, he's, you're, never you know gonna get he's never averaged that, but he had a really good time with Miami. Look uh, at his Miami one. I didn't, he come one year. He came close to an all-star appearance. I also, for you, Kobe white, I have his statistics. <clears throat> so he shot. from the field last year. Nice. He shot 36, because it's 35.9. He shot 36% from three. But here's what I'll say where there is potential. Well, maybe not, because he only shot two attempts, free throw attempts a game. But he shot 90% from the free throw line, where last the year prior he shot on the same amount of attempts, he shot 79. Now... The fact that he's only taking two free throw means he's settling for a lot of jumpers. He is yeah, he's, he he's settles for a lot of jumpers, which means Lonzo's definitely starting. Oh, no, Lonzo's there to be their starter. That's not that's I don't think that was the question. He wouldn't, I don't think he would have wanted to go there if that wasn't the case. Their starting lineup's gonna be it's gonna be Lonzo DeRozan, Zach Levine, Busevich, and whoever else is there. Lori Marketed, maybe. I don't I don't. I don't know, but yeah, going back to Wayne Ellington real quick. Yeah, I think he just had a good spot up shooting here with the Heat. He never, he like, I think he averaged like ten points a game. But like this in general, like you see all these teams, and like, look, the Bulls are trying to be competitive. Like, more power to them. Like, they will be semi competitive. Is if all the pieces mesh, they'll be fine. I just look at these this free agency, and I just want to know, like, we see this all the time. We'll be two years away, whatever. I don't know where the fuck I got that? Sorry. No, you're fine. But teams sign. uh, Teams will sign Luol Deng in Moscow when the Lakers did it, for instance, back in 2016, because they the cap explosion. They had money. There's that's two of the worst deals of all time I've ever witnessed. But like, you go why? Like, you want to be semi competitive. These guys can help you be a little more competitive, whatever it is. But it's like, what happens when you want to sign a big name? What happens, like, if you're, if, especially if you're a big market team, or what happens, like, people always say, oh, you know, like, nobody's going to go to the Kings. Well, the Kings sh- doesn't mean they should be offering mediocre guys overzealous contracts. Like, it's okay to give one or two year deals and it maybe overpay a little bit, but to give these three, four year deals, which are pushing you out, like, and like, what if Darren Fox blew up and became great and Halliburton becomes great? Like, I just, you see it with these teams all the time. Like, I just don't understand, like, the Magic didn't sign anybody. They didn't give somebody some four-year crazy deal because they suck. Why would they do that? But what if what if the guy they got a Jalen Suggs, I believe it was. What if he becomes really good in two years? 
and they didn't give anybody those deals. And now the Magic has some cap space, and they can start to surround Jalen Suggs with some good players. Maybe not superstars, but good players, and they have the money for that. That makes sense to me. But when you sign just Joe Joe Schmo for fucking four years, $60 million, just because you have money, that isn't an excuse. Well, they have to spend the money. Okay, give one-year deals every fucking year. I'll go take a one. If I'm a mediocre player, I'll go take the one-year inflated deal if I wanted to make some money. Like, I'm just saying, I just think that's stupid. Like, to say they have to spend the money is dumb. You don't have to spend the money stupidly. Like, right. you can, like, that. and it's, I have, I have, like, nine contracts on my well, hit the Lakers, list. the Lakers right now, the Lakers, the Knicks, and I would argue the Bucks are prime examples of spending your cap but not being stupid with your money. Fuck, even the Jazz, to be honest, with their three signings they have. Conley, it was a bit because of how injury-prone is. I don't know that I like the contract, but then Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside, they signed Rudy Gay for $15 million two years. Like, that's a great contract for Rudy Gay to come in and be a scorer off the bench for you. And he'll, and he'll play hard. Like, he'll yeah. play hard. Like, if he's a veteran, he's a big dude. Like, I agree. Like, defensively, it, he's physical. Yeah, and you know he's not Rudy Gay ten years ago, but he's going to try hard and he's going to be physical. And in a playoff game, like he'll give you good minutes. He's he's never going to falter. He's going to give you everything. Like every game, you're going to like when you worry when you talk about role players. The one thing that concerns most GMs and coaches is in the game, the big game. Are these role players going to do and be able to fulfill their roles? Are they going to be able to do this and step up? Rudy Gay is going to do that. You're never going to have to worry about him not coming through. Yeah, I had a – so I think the Lakers and the Nets, the Bucks, the Suns, even though – because I guess the Chris Paul fourth-year deal is not guaranteed, so that makes that better. So the Suns, Bucks, Lakers, Nets, I think had the – and I think the Jazz did too had a good – because I think they had to pay Conley. So I think they had the, the best free agents, those five teams. I yeah. think the Lakers had the best and then the Nets, just because I love – the Nets getting Patty Mills – I think is huge. Well, like here, we'll do this. So I have, it ri- I have it written down in some like a good order that we will be able to go in. Um, first, let's just talk about, let's get it out of the way. Let's do the Blazers and Norman Powell and what I think this does. So you get five years, 90 million to Norman Powell, who if you can quickly look up his stats, cause I am, I'm faltering on my, my computer's running slow right now, but um. I think he averaged, what, 15, 14 last year for him? Norman Powell, well, remember, it was a midseason trade. He was averaging almost 20 on the Raptors, and then he averaged 17 on the Blazers. So he averaged 15, 18 and a half last year. <clears throat> and here's the problem, though. And, and it's not even an argument. It's not even like we're making the argument that he's not worth the money, although I don't think he is. But not like much less, but he does. He he should be paid less than what he is. Like five years, seventy five. I think would have been great. Would have been a great steal. Now, what it, I think it does is it locks the Blazers in to being mediocre. So hold on, hold on one second. I gotta. Uh, my fire alarm's going off real quick. Not like it's just my smoke alarm. Give uh, okay. me one second.
Well, that's annoying. So can't change it. Now the dog's just going to bark all night until we can get our fucking work order in. But all right. Anyways, so we're back. We were talking about Norman Powell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think you, what you said is the reason I don't like the contract is just strictly it makes them, it keeps them mediocre. Like, yeah. Let's say, let's just, you know, put in theory, let's say that uh, some star, star becomes available and Portland wants to trade for him. Well, Norman Powell makes $18 million a year. So that's a big contract you'd probably have to shed, shed to trade for a star. But if a team is getting rid of a star, that means the team's going into a rebuild. They're not going to be taking four more years of Norman Powell at $18 million a year. And he's not, he's a good player. Like, I mean, like, like he, played much better on the Raptors than the Blazers. But I mean, the sample size for the Raptors was bigger. Average 19 a game off 50% shooting and 44% from three last year with the Raptors. He was very good. So he's a very good player. Just he doesn't make the Blazers a championship team. And when you're making $18 million a year and Dame wants to leave, you would think they would just have done something different than that. And that's what's kind of puzzling. Um, obviously, not only that, and not only that, but then, because Dame wants to leave, you're more than likely probably getting rid of CJ McCollum too. Yeah, and if Dame, if you do trade Dame, who's take? I mean, maybe somebody would take Norman Powell's four years. I mean, maybe I don't know who. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just matching salaries. You know, if you're a contender and you can get AT, you can get Norman Powell on your team. You're not worried about down the road. So I guess there's that, and I guess that is a tradable contract. He's 28, and if he's going to shoot 40 plus percent from three and average 18 a game efficiently, then yeah, you'd want him especially if you can get them for cheaper because they're rebuilding and your team needs a guy, but maybe it's not as bad as I made it out to think, but it's, I still don't think it helps the Blazers now. And I think they need, they need to be making moves to try to think if this was a, uh, if this was a contract that say the heat gave them or the bucks or even Atlanta, somebody like that, where they could use, maybe not Atlanta is not a good example, or the Sixers would be a great example. The Sixers had the ability to give them that kind of money. It's different because I think adding Norman Powell to the Sixers makes the Sixers better because the Sixers are already a contending team. The Blazers aren't, and clearly have shown this for the last four or five years now, they're not a contending team. They're just yeah, not. They're, 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 their run where they made it to the Western Conference Finals, I don't want to say it was luck, but... It was, it was, that was their best run that they could put together in order for them to get there. Right. And more likely at most, they're a second round exit team. That's what they are. And sinking this contract in does that. Now, if you're the Sixers and you lock him in for 18 mil a year, it's different. You're a contending team. And if you're the Blazers, let's say, let's just get hypothetical here. Let's say the Blazers traded Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons. Okay, you, so your goal is still to be kind of a good team. Like you don't want to, you don't want to rebuild. I guess you still have CJ McCollum. Do you trade him? Do you keep him with Simmons? Who knows? Let's just say this like this happens. Okay, I can understand having Norman Powell and some other shooters around Ben Simmons where he doesn't have to score. He could just pass the ball. So it's like, okay, sure. But like again, that's super hypothetical. I'm just saying you want to keep Damian Lillard for one. He's better than Ben Simmons, so you're hoping to not have to trade him for Ben Simmons. Right. And what did you? What What have they done? Like if you're Damian Lillard, you're sitting there. What has your team done? He goes, well, we need to get more urgent. That's what he said. I'm not requesting a trade yet, but we need to be more urgent. What have they done? Right. Nothing. They've what changed for you players. in two weeks? Nothing has changed for you. You don't have a new team. Your team is exactly the same. They said they're not trading CJ McCollum. Why? Why are you not looking for a trade out there that's going to make you better? Like, maybe there isn't one. 
But then, then it's time for Dame to go. He's 31 years old. It's time to go. Like, you've given everything you can to this team. They're not getting better. They just gave this guy $18 million a year. He's a good player, but he's not taking you over the hump unless they can trade him later for a star, but I don't think they can. So it's like, if you're Dame, like, it's time. Well, not only that, but you'd have to roll him with picks and even just to get a star. Like, Norman Powell is good, but he's not a star. You, the only time you can do a player for player is if it's a star for a star. It's, like you're not going to do you're not going to do a fourth option alone and get a start. You're just not going to. You're going to have to roll picks into it, maybe even another player. That's that's where it's going. Um moving on, I uh, I feel like we were done there. There's nothing else to say. We've talked about the Raptors uh with their legendary contract of Gary Trent Jr. and their massive signing. I just want to shout out Best signing, I think, of um, of the 2021 free agency, Sam Decker, oh. signed with the uh, the Raptors. Um, you know, I was surprised they didn't go max, but that's just me. I probably would have given him. He's clutch. He's a game changer on the floor. Um, you know, I, I think I can't go any further with this lie. Um, I think but I'm going to move the Norman Powell contract out of hate to more of a question. They only gave him – it's only one year, though. It was one year for 1.7 mil. He, um, to kind of go into the humorous kind of field real quick, do you want to talk about the Kings with Rashawn Holmes? Okay, so the more I've looked at this contract, I, I'm not – I'm not upset with it because I do think he is very tradable. I think he's actually twenty-seven. Very- he, it's only thirteen point seven a year. He's he's, you know, I mean, what is he a ten and eight guy, ten and ten guy? But did you hear about the actual contract? The issue with it? No. What? So <laughs> classic Kings, my guy. <laughs> oh, he's, he's fourteen and eight. Yeah. Oh, here's the contract details. He supposed they supposedly can't give him the contract they offered him. Why is they're using bird rights? They're using early bird rights, so it's only they can only give him a certain percentage. I guess the max contract they can give him is like forty six million, and they offered him fifty five. Hey, hey, hey guys, Sacramento Kings, smartest organization. We're back, baby. We're, We're back. Like, <laughs> like it's actually it, uh, someone just did metrics on uh, Rashawn Holmes, and basically, it's like Rudy Gobert, and he's slightly under Rudy Gobert in like defensive metrics. He's like the best rim runner in, in the NBA. Like, he actually is really good. Like, yeah, I think he is worth thirteen point seven mil a year. Well, hey. You don't. You're not telling me right now if I showed you all the advanced stats and like Rudy Gay slightly better. You don't think the Jazz would rather have him at 14 million over Rudy Gay at 30, whatever million it is? Like realistically, Rudy Gay, was, I mean, Rudy Gay wasn't that bad. No, sorry, not Rudy Gay. Rudy Gobert. Sorry, Rudy. Oh, Rudy I, I said say, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. I was. I was gonna say Rudy Gay is getting like 15 no, over. Rudy two. Gobert. So Rashawn Holmes, like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes he like I'm more athletic defensively, in my opinion. Him. My opinion is more athletic than Rudy Gobert. He's a oh, better defensive player. I, I'm just like, there wasn't a bigger market for Holmes. Like after seeing those advanced stats that, and everything, that's that Sacramento market, bro. Hides everybody. Hides yeah. everybody. Think about think about how good De- De'Aaron. I think De'Aaron Fox truly is, but he's on the Kings. 
You're never going to, you don't, I don't even think he's, I don't think he's come close to reaching his max potential. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I agree. And you know, it's, uh, but yeah, just, you know, quick one. It's only really the only deal Kings did. They obviously they're trying to trade buddy healed. We'll see if there's some life left in the Lakers trying to still. Well, that's probably, maybe that's why they gave him the contract 55. They're getting rid of. Yeah, someone said that could contract. be it. That could be it. They can get the more money for that, whatever That's it is. What doing. The reality of the situation, though, is I'm interested to see what they do with Buddy Heald, see if the, if there's any hope with the Laker trade. So I think the Lakers kind of have filled out the roster. Well, contract for the... But Dennis Schroeder is going to be interesting. That's my That's favorite. Where, so the, the, and this is where trading sucks because it's like when you have to get rid of a big contract, your only option is to take on a lot of contracts and tank. Because unless you're getting a like-for-like player, but then like you're not able to do that because you're trading this guy because his contract is an issue, you know? So it's like Buddy healed, right? Like it's, he's got a $90 million contract in total. It's, he doesn't have 90 million left on it. Right. But he has a $90 million contract. And the only way you can get rid of that contract is if you take on 90 million of like role players or just bad contracts from other teams. So you can't, that's where it sucks about trading. You know, it's kind of like what you said earlier, where it doesn't help the Kings really to get rid of them because then they have to take, they still have to take on 90 million from another, from other teams. Well, it was, it was more about like their trade with the Lakers was going to get them Kuzma who they think has more upside and he's younger. Uh, I don't know if he's super much, like much younger, but he is. And they thought maybe he's a more better overall player. And I think Buddy Hills kind of ran like it's his time's kind of up with the Kings and they were going to get uh Montrose Harrell too, which I don't know if that's a big deal, but maybe he could help them i guess but i think it was just more about like their team any better well the lakers were offering them the first round pick too so at the time so there was there was some stuff have a first round pick they did they had like 2028 no they had the 22nd pick in the draft this year and that ended up going to the wizards in the westbrook deal but um but you know i just and me fridge is interesting because i guess you can a bad contract today could be a great contract in a year if a guy plays out of his mind well, uh, great and also, if the, also if the cap expands too, which yeah. it's more than likely well, going to do. That's what I mean. The cap's supposed to go up like seven or I just read it. I think it's seven or nine million next year. So some of these contracts won't be obviously won't seem as bad. Like an eighteen million dollar year contract doesn't look like eighteen million dollars when the cap in three years from now is up twenty whatever million whatever the hell it goes up. But honestly, I just I just I always think that maybe and maybe I just don't know behind the scenes because we don't. But I always just want to know. Who are you bidding against? And like that, that's what I, that's my number one thing of free agency. It was when the Mozgov and Dang deals happened 2016. Who are the Lakers bidding against? Nobody. So why are you giving that? That's what I feel with Evan Fournier. Like, was there, there was really multiple teams that were like Fournier, 478. Yeah. Like, I, I just cannot imagine that. Like, he was terrible on the Celtics. Yeah. He was okay on the magic. Like he's not a great, he's a good player. Like it's whatever. But like, I just, I want to know throughout all this, when teams are signing guys, who are you bidding against? Or was it the Rosens? Like I would rather take 10 million from the Lakers. Let's just say, instead of taking 18 from the bulls. So it's like the bulls have to give him that 28 million for him to even be willing to go there. Like, is that what's happening again? Don't know. But I'm just saying like, when you start to see these contracts, I just want to know who you're bidding against. Cause if, if I'm a, a GM and I was like, Oh, the Knicks are giving Fournier 478. I really wanted Fournier. I'd like, see you later. I don't care. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just how the NBA works now, but I, 
I know I get it because the, the, and the Fournier is a great example because why are who's paying, who is out there offering 80 million to Fournier? Who? If it comes out, there's three teams that were doing it and the Knicks really feel like he can help them win. But the reality is that's what goes back. And like, I think this is a good time to talk about the Knicks, the Knicks. Yeah. That, that was actually the next on my docket was who I yeah. think the Knicks, this is, this is our team. This is the team we've picked up. Mikey and I, yeah. uh, I look their their three contracts they had were Derrick Rose, uh, Alec Burks, Alec Burks and, and uh, Nerlens Noel. Now all three of those contracts, I thought they got away with robbery and paying these guys exactly what they were worth, and it also makes these guys who I don't think have been playing bad the last couple of years, especially Derrick Rose, their contracts are incredibly tradable, incredibly tradable. You have Nerlens Noel, who is a great running in front of, like he's great at running in, uh, running the lanes. He's a great defender. He had some in the playoffs. He had some great defensive plays yeah. in the playoffs. He's a very good rim protector, and he's only signed for ten million a year. You're telling me that nobody would want a good backup center for ten million a year, or Crazy. even starting really? I mean, yeah, I would start him because, especially in today's day and age, for centers, all you need is for him to do putbacks, alley oops, and just be a good rim protector. And he's better than Rudy Gobert on the perimeter, hands down, better than Rudy Gobert on the perimeter. I and I love Alec Burks. It's the same deal. He signed for three thirty. He, he has games where he can go off for twenty eight. You see that, and that's what I, that was kind of my point about Norman Powell. It's like okay. Would I rather have Alec Burks, who could some games give me those blow up games, but he's going to be consistent at forty percent for for three for ten million a year, or do I want Norman Powell, just a good player, but I'm costing me eighteen? Like that's kind of where I go with that kind of stuff. It's like exactly. Alec Burks for ten million. That's a great signing, and you're like gonna you get, said, you're going to get ten tradable. to fourteen a game from him. Very tradable. Very, very tradable. very tradable. He adds value to a team as a bench role player, and he doesn't have a bad contract. The Knicks, I think, did a really, really good job of re-signing their team to keep their team decent, but making every contract on culture. their roster tradable. But it's got it's got to be culture because of the biggest knack on the Knicks for not getting stars over the years is culture. And now that they've established a culture, they're yeah. going to be all right. They'll still be decent. They'll still play hard. But guess what? I'll, trade deadline this year or even next year, the Knicks are not playing very well. They're, they haven't really built a team yet. You don't think a team will trade a first-round pick for Alec Burks if that means they're going to get a 41, 42% three-point shooter to come match with their contender? Of course they will. And, we see it all here, the time. And, and, here's the, uh, and here's the age of all three of them. Alec Burks, 30. Nerlens Noel, 27. Derrick Rose, 32. They're not old. Derrick Rose being the oldest, 32. It's old, but it's not that bad. It's not I don't terrible. love his contract, though. I'm fine with it. I mean, it's like it's fine. I don't love it, though. Like – why did he get so much more? Like, I like it. Is he really that much more important than Alec Burks and New Orleans? Well, like, like he, uh, he was pretty for them. He was, he was pretty pivotal. He was pretty pivotal for the Knicks. And I, I don't know that they want to trade Derrick Rose because I think they want to utilize him as a bench player. I think really the Burks and the Noel contract are there are there ones that they're looking to be tradable, but look, I mean, Derek, he's, it's only 14.3 million a year. Not I would have tried to give for him, him for two years with that money, or I would have done three, try to get the money down for three years. And this is why it's Derek Rose. I mean, he hasn't been injured the last couple of years, but he's going to be older. And if that's a contract that we're saying they're not tradable, that's not a tradable contract. That's that gets very hard to trade if he starts to well, slow down. Listen to his stats for last year, though. He averaged, he shot 47%. 
Uh, 38% from three. Best love he's ever Derek. done in his career. Good for fucking Derrick Rose. I love Derrick Rose. 38, 38.8, so 39% from three. He shot 87% from the free throw line. He averaged th- only three rebounds, four assists, which is fine because he played off the bench. He only played 25 minutes. Remember that, folks. Uh, and he averaged 15 points a game. Dude balled out last year. And he, no, no, that, that sorry, I read that wrong. I I read that wrong. But uh, I was going to say Andy got traded from Detroit, but that was the previous year. Uh, no, that, that was this year. That was this year. Well, it says 2019, 2020. So maybe it was he, this year. He, uh, the 20, so Detroit. It was, it was early in the season, right? It, he got traded right before the deadline to the Knicks. Yeah, it's because he played it a full year in Detroit before that. But going to him, like, why not give him 330? That's I, like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know his market. Well, because you got, because you just signed Nerlens Noel for 330, who's averaging six and six. So, but he's, but they're different roles. Right. Alan but Burke's you're paying, you're paying his, his role is bigger and you're giving him f- only four extra million for it. It's yeah. not, you're not paying he's also him 32. Overly. What? He's also 32 injury prone. And he's a bit he hasn't been injury prone for the last couple of years because he's not, he doesn't look at his shooting. His shooting's a great example of this. He's more dependent on his shot now than he is as a driver. He's not really driving to the rack like he used to, and he's developed a shot. But I also think what that could be is he's the least tradable, but the most unlikely that they would trade two. Because let's say, like, I, yeah, exactly. Let's exactly. say they, they want to trade three first round picks. They got to throw in salary because they have to, they have to make it work to get a start. Let's just say this is the next plan. Alec Burks, New Orleans, well, that's 20 million, whatever they throw all their crap in. They probably want Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a veteran. He could play in the playoffs, comes off your bench. Like you'd probably want him on your team with that start. So maybe that was their idea with it. Like, I, well, I mean, and also you know, think about the considerations of where you're more than likely to trade him, though. Like you're talking like Sixers, Miami, Bucks, teams yeah. that are contenders where 14 million is not, it's not a lot to them to play Derrick Rose to have it be a sixth man. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, the, the one, so it was Ramona Shelburne who said, oh, they're all for three years. Look out for who's going to be a free agent. But there isn't any. So I don't really understand the three-year thing because there isn't 20, the 2024 free agent class. I looked it up. It's Carl Anthony. 2025, Townsend. actually, because you're going to be in the 20, you're going to be in the 2020. No, it's 2022, 2023, 2024. That would be when it's expired. So they, it expires after the 2024 season. So 2025 is the free eight is when they would be free going into this 2025 season. They would be free agents. Hold on a second. We just had two that we just had 2021. The yeah, but it's 21, 22, 22, 23, 23, 24. That's three years. And then it's going to be, yes. Ends in 23, 24. You're going to be then 24. It's going to be, it's going to be 25, 2025. It's, it's where the it's how they count it is by where the year is and where the season ends. The season ends in 2025 when that contract happens. So you're going to be having, you're going to be having somebody whose contract is who are going to be free agents in 2025. I promise you. I don't think that's right. Look it up. Like look up who's look up who's free agents in 2025. Well, I can right now, just real quick. Hold on. Alec Burke's contract. It's already up here. I'm pretty, they're going to be, they're going to be no, 2024. This year. 2024. Trust me, man. It's 2021, 2022, 22, 23, 23, 24. That's three years, 24 summer, 24. They'd be free agents. So but they're going to be yeah. playing into the two, 2025 season is what I'm saying. Like you would be this next year will be the 2022 NBA champions. 
Like they're not going to be, they're not yes. going to be the right. So then the following year, they will be the 2023 champions and then the 20- 2024 okay. champions. And then the following year will be the 2025 champions. So yes, the but they would already be done before just that. Look up who's just right now for me. Look up who is the free agents for the 2025 season. And if it's nobody, then this woman's real. No, I mean, there's a ton, there's a, there's a ton of them. It's Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, Ben Simmons, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Paul George. Right. But in saying that, there's still contracts are still ending the year before that. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Alec Burks is a free, a unrestricted free agent in 2024. It's just summers. It's like because you're already over, but it's summer. So it's like 2024, 2024, 2025 would be their first year with a bunch of cap again, which is three years from now. So like there's nobody in the 2024 free agent class. But the contracts, the, I'm just telling you that the contracts go for the, and the way the seasons work, I know that they end in the summer, but like the way the seasons work, it'll be for the 2025 season. Are you fucking with me? No, I, I am. I am dead serious. Cause it's so, going to be that no. year. It'll be 2024, 2025. Yes. Yeah. So the, but the, it's the starter choice. So the free agents of 24 or who they would be able to sign them. It's not the free agents of 25. It's the free agents of 24 going into the 24, 25 season. So like that's Carl Anthony towns. Like that's really all who there is. Clay Thompson, Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, Kemba Walker, Pascal Siakam, CJ McCollum, Carl Anthony. Towns. Oh, Devin Booker. Uh, some like normal dudes, like Fred Van Vliet and stuff like that. And then 2025. So that's what I'm saying. So like, I don't know who well, that free. Well, lady, I gave you my best argument. I tried to defend you, but not even I could do that. Um, I still think they have tradable contracts. The Derrick Rose doesn't bother me. I think I think his tr- contract is very tradable for fourteen point three for Derrick Rose because even when it's it's up, he'll be thirty five, thirty six. It's not that bad. It's really not that bad. Weirdly, twenty twenty three is a bunch of free agents i mean they're older like other than nikola Jokic, but uh you think he stays in i mean i don't see why not but like i'm just saying like bradley beal Jokic, like they're all they god all, it's so weird to see all these guys age when you like go forward like that makes me feel so old but uh so other ones that we got to talk uh sixers drummond not really much to say there other than it gives no. them just defensive backup um you know, you have the Heat with uh, Kyle Lowry, which I thought was a great signing. Um, I think he's worth the $90 million, to be honest. I think the value that he brings to them is worth it. Um, I don't agree with them then turning around and paying Duncan Robinson, a three and no D guy, uh, $90 million over five years. I like their Tucker signing, though, because I think they're getting him for pretty cheap. Um, I do like that they they signed Tucker. I think that he took the mid level. I think. Tell me if I'm right. I think or wrong. Duncan Robinson would have gotten paid something, not maybe not that much, but I think he could have got something in that ballpark. And they have to keep it. They can't lose him if they're trying to try to contend. So I understand the contract. I don't. Again, it's a little over it, over the top because he's basically a he's a three point shooter who can go off screens. He's and a great no three defense. Three. He's not a three and D. Yeah. Yeah. He is literally a, a three-point, lights-out three-point shooter. I will give him that. But he yeah, is a so, defensive liability. I, but like, I think I, I'd be willing to bet he's so not well. in at the end of the games. 
Yeah. But the reality of the situation is they can't fill anybody in that position. So they, if they want to try to win this year, they have Especially to have the way them. Tyler heroes played last year. Yeah, exactly. They, so it's like, they wouldn't have paid him that if hero had played well last year. I think, I mean, they, they, they probably want to keep the asset, but like, again, it's about competing. Like they don't care how much they have to pay him because they need him. So it's like, it's not, again, I wouldn't have paid him that, but I would have probably tried to keep him. And I probably would have paid him close to that if I meant keeping him and keeping my team intact to where, like, they're trying to contend. They just gave Kyle Lowry, they just extended Jimmy Butler. Like, they just gave Kyle Lowry $30 million a year. Like, you got to yeah. keep everybody you can at that point. Like, what else can you really fucking do? Uh, real quick, Bucks, Bobby Portis, we've already talked about, but Rodney Hood, I think, is another great contract. Cool. And personally, I think gives them another bench player and gives them depth. I, the one thing that worried me about the Bucks in the postseason was the fact that they didn't have any depth. I felt like because they they're really their only bench players were were Covington or Connington and Bobby Portis. Um, and thank God Bobby Portis played the way he did for them in order to win that ring. Um, you know, I, I always say this every year: is it, when you go to the finals, the team that wins the finals, there's always a role player that steps out and shines and plays like a star. And there's always somebody, you know, you had James Posey in 2008 for the, uh, for the Celtics. Uh, you had Ron Artest in 2010. I know he wasn't, uh, he was, he was more of a role player for them in 2010, but, uh, 2010, he stepped up Fred Van Fleet for the Raptors. Like you always have somewhere a big role player steps up. Bobby Portis did that for them. And I think Rodney hood now gives them, I would say a legit scorer off the, like a legit bench scorer. Um, on their team now like he's somebody you can give the rock and he can go get a bucket um yeah i have a i have a i agree yeah i agree i have an under he's the not radar. andy's a good defender andy's a good defender i have an under the radar signing i really like what zach collins to the spurs for two three years 22 million here's why he's been injured a lot a lot he's a lot. 23 a lot of people had a lot, like, had high expectations for him. So under the Spurs, Spurs seem to always get a lot out of guys who have potential, who maybe have underperformed. I don't know. Could I just see Zach Collins just somehow averaging 20 points a game next year and being efficient? Pop has him doing things. I'm not saying he's gonna. He's not unathletic either. He's athletic enough enticed. to do it. I'm enticed because, like, remember he's just that had, when he's played a lot. And remember, remember he had that good shining when the Blazers were losing all their when Nurch got hit uh, hurt, and then like uh, Anus Cantor and and Zach Collins had to step up. Zach Collins had a really good year that year. He had a really good postseason. He showed that he could play. Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, I, think I don't he, think he's going to average twenty, but I I'm going to guess sixteen and ten. Like, which I, I think it's a good season, though. It's a good season, I, and yeah, for paying his twenty twenty two over three years, that's a steal. That's yeah. a steal. I think I think the Suns getting Cameron Payne back at three night three for nineteen. Steal is, too. That was a great steal. A great, Fucking I great. Think, like that's what I'm saying. Signing. That's what I'm saying. It's like Cameron Payne for three nineteen. That dude balled out all year. All the, year was good was in like, the playoffs too. Was good in the playoffs. Like I, I like I, those are the contracts. I'm like that is a great contract. And then Otto Porter for the minimum to the Warriors. I mean, why not? He's a good player. He'd come off the bench, whatever helped him out. I, I like Otto Porter. He's a minimum. He's a minimum guy for the minimum. I like him. The dude he was making $27 million a year last year. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, um, I have Rodney Hood on here. I love that. Uh, Patty Mills to the Nets. I love Reggie Bull. The Nets had a great offseason, too. 
I they love resigned, they resigned uh I was gonna say Black Griffin. Um, <laughs> they resigned Blake Griffin. Um they resigned Blake Griffin, which I think is underrated. I think he was underrated for them. He helped him out a lot. Um, he was strong enough to really guard Giannis. Giannis eventually then just put it to him, really put it to him in the last three games of the, the series. But um he he's good. He's good for the team and he's not a terrible three-point shooter, but he I think he really found his role with the Nets. I mean, he really turned it up in the second half of the season when he when he started playing with the Nets. Um, and playing he pl- was you're you're talking about an ex-superstar who has accepted being a role player and he's excelling at it. Yep. I I agree. I think the Nets and then had Patty a Mill, Patty Mills, you know, and not now you have a point guard. You have a starting point guard in Kyrie who is injury prone, but you have a, a starting point guard in Kyrie who is obviously a one of the best point guards in the league, and I would say a top fifteen player in the league. Maybe not top fifteen. He's a top twenty, top ten talent, but he's a top twenty player. He, just the way, just you know, he's injury prone. He, he's hot and cold. He, he's weak mentally. So I say he's a top twenty player, top ten talent. As the way I kind of rate Kyrie, um, and you have Patty Mills for what did he get? What was it? Two for fifteen? Two for ten? Two for twelve? Two for twelve? Yeah, uh, steal because he's he's got the the Spurs. He's got the Spurs fundamentals. He's he's never going to get rattled. He's a great shooter. He's lights out in that corner three. He is an incredible corner three point shooter, and he love he's he's a traditional point guard in the sense that he's just going to set up the offense. Durant's going to love playing with him. Durant's going to fucking love playing with him. He's going to have Bruce he's going to have him on the same side of the court with him. Durant's going to be able to go to work and nobody's going to be able to come off Patty Mills cuz he's a 40% three-point shooter. Deadly in that corner three. Good luck. Good luck. The the Nets are the Nets are deadly next year. Right. And then Bruce Brown Jr. is going back there too, which is a great great keep. Dinwiddie hurts though. Or was he wasn't he wasn't on there anymore? No, they were he was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um right. But I love Reggie Bullock to the Mavericks. Luca's gonna love that. I yeah, uh good three guy. But how is that gonna work with Finney Smith? Because Finney Smith's this the other small forward, and Finney Smith's not a bad three and D guy either. He's he's an eleven points a game. They needed more depth. So if it means Reggie Bullock coming off the bench or whatnot and to come and hit threes, like, again, they just, they needed something. And that's a great signing. I, the Steph Curry, the losing, not Steph Curry, sorry, Seth Curry, when they traded, that still bugs me that they gave him up, man. Yeah. He was awesome. I, I thought the contract they just gave to re-sign Hardaway wasn't bad. I thought they paid him pretty much what his worth was. It was four for 78. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Tim Hardaway. Yeah, I agree. Tim Hardaway Jr. Absolutely worth that. If anything, they got away with it because it got away with even paying him a little under. Yeah, with all these other scores going on, he didn't. He did not play scared at all in the playoffs. He, I mean, fuck, dude. If it weren't for him, I, I honestly, if if it weren't for him, Luca would have absolutely been. He would have had to put up even more monster numbers, and he probably would have lost in five. But I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. played lights out. The problem is, is he's just not a number two. But he he's not scared. He's not he's not a guy because of his, who his dad is. He knows how to play in big moments. He's a good shooter. He's an aggressive player. He's a def, he's a defensively he's pretty fucking good. Not he's like solid. He's like a solid defender. You know what you're gonna get with him. 
He's never going to shy away from a shot, like a, a big moment shot. I I think for what they got for him, very good contract. Um, if they could get a true number two, having him be your third option would be great. Yeah. It would be a great third option. I agree. All right. Yeah. I, li- um, I really like that re-signing of him. Yeah. I the Devonte Graham to the Pelicans. I understand it. Sharpshooter. They want to put more shooting around Zion. I, I mean, I get that. Um, didn't really understand Jared Allen getting a hundred million from the Cavs. Oh, that, I was saving that for the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my favorite contract of the entire of the entire free agent. Like, what is Jared Allen doing for you for twenty million? How a year? is he making? How is a ten or how is a twelve and ten guy making twenty million a year? Like, is he better than Drummond? Because they had Drummond and they didn't want Drummond anymore. Like, I know he's younger, but like, is he better than Drummond? He's to me, he's a lesser Capella. Even Clint Capella averaged like sixteen this year. Like, make sure I'm not I'm not making that up. I I would like to say something. Why not just go like Rashawn Holmes got fifty? Rashawn Holmes is much better than him. My. Ron Holmes got half the contract. <laughs> what are the Cavaliers doing? What are the Cavaliers doing? Hey, I, we have, they're all, hey, we got a salary cap to fill. All right, Mikey? Yeah. yeah. We have to pay people. Stupid. Last year, last year, Clint Capella averaged 15 and 14. Clint Capella. Like, I, I, that's a very good season for Clint Capella. I, I'm not going to, I'm not saying Clint Capella didn't have a good season. What I am saying is, <laughs> is Jared Allen had less than that. And he's got 20 million in the bank every year now. I don't know why. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand. This is, this is what we're talking about when we're saying G like, we don't understand why GMs are like your, your point, the market, who's paying Jared Allen a hundred million. Who are you fighting for? Who are no. you fighting against to pay him a hundred million? And if there is a team that's going to give him a hundred million, if there's only one other team, let him. Okay. See you Let later, them Jared. sign that. Let them yeah. fall on that. Yeah. Not you. Don't don't fall. People get into this like because he's on their team, and then somebody else is offering him. It's like it's like the scene from Moneyball. Remember <laughs> where where Brad uh, Brad Pitt? He's like he's talking about like selling his guys, and he was all um, he's basically just finagling. He's just basically finagling a team into taking a player so he can go get somebody else. And he like, basically, he basically tricks them into overspending on a player so they get saved from it. So they don't have to. And he's like, well, we're going to pay him for this. He's basically an all-star already. And they're like, fuck, we'll take him. (laughs) We'll take him. That's like, I have a feeling that some team is like, well, if you don't pay, if you don't want him, we'll pay him a hundred million to have him come. And they're like, fuck, the market's saying he's worth a hundred million. We got to sign him. And that's what they did. They jumped on it. I think, I think somebody, I think a GM somewhere was just fucking with the Cavs because it's the Cavs. Maybe even LeBron might've been LeBron. LeBron might've told the Lakers, Hey, tell, tell the Cavs we're willing to pay Jared Allen a hundred million. Just do it. Just do it. The, what did I, so, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's a one year minimum deal, but like one contract I didn't really like and I didn't understand it. Cause it I, also, cause it came out of the gate and it's a Laker contract. I didn't, I don't understand the Trevor Ariza thing. Um, again, it's a one-year minimum. It doesn't really matter. But it was like – You guys need was, help defensively. It's just – but, I mean, he's, th- he's going to be 36, 37. And all, he has to do, all he has to do is play defense. But it's is like, he really going like to play? That's it's what like I'm questioning. Is he really going to play? Like, what, what the team they just built, is he really even going to play? Well, I think they – I think 
I think he was, and I don't know that they were for sure thinking that they were going to get Monk and Ellington. And and, and none. I mean, none was a none. shock too. So yeah. So I I think it's like you know it's like one of those things. Here's a great comparison. It's like a, a college when they're recruiting uh, when they're recruiting a player and they're like, fuck, we need a lot of power forwards. So they go and they give four scholarships to four power forwards because they don't know which one's going to commit. And then it happened that like all four of them committed. I think that's kind of what they ended up with. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, I don't think, like I said, it's not Plus a huge... they're injury prone. Like there, there's a chance, like there's a chance that he's going to get playing time. Kendrick Nunn was hurt most of the season last year. Remember, he's yeah. not young. He, he, he came into the league at 25. Which one's that? Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I thought that was Duncan Robinson. Isn't Kendrick Nunn like 22? Oh, no, Kendrick Nunn, you're 100. Kendrick Nunn's 26. You're right. I still love that signing. Oh, $5 million a year? Yeah, and he's, he's a bucket getter. He's a bucket getter. That, that's perfect. The, to, yeah, I mean, I, I went over all my guys on my list, except for my favorite, yeah, I already told you, my most intriguing thing of free agency for me is Dennis Schroeder because he thought he was going to get $150 million in free agency. He turned down four years, $84 million from the Lakers as an extension middle of the season. There is a literal world now that he may be getting a mid-level exception or a vet minimum because there's no teams with money. Unless the, the Lakers minimum? pull off, a, the, I think it's like two point something. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know the behind the scenes again, but like I'm from teams that have money right now. There aren't any, and the Hornets aren't signing. I mean, I guess the Hornets could give him 13 million. That's their cap space. But like, unless the Lakers find a signing trade that works for them and they, you know, and Dennis can get paid, it looks like Dennis is either going to return to Lakers for like nothing or he's going to go somewhere else for basically nothing. This dude turned down $20 million a year because he thought he was in a 125, $150 million. And He's, well, he, he came out and said that even before free agency started that he was going to – this was the contract he was looking at. Yeah, because he, he thinks said he was looking for a max deal. And he thinks he's going to get 100 – he thought he was worth at least $100 million. But here's the Which thing. Which is so next, stupid. I don't know what – Next know year, what he may not even get 84, though. Him. A what? team may not even offer him 84 next year. No. I don't, I don't know what team in the world would be giving him $100 million. He's not a great well, – he's fuck. a decent Honestly, shooter. after the contracts we've seen, there's a team out there willing to give him $100 million. He's a decent shooter. He can get to the hoop. He's a good player. He's a good. He's a good six man. Liability. I'd pay him fifteen million dollars. I would pay him fifteen million dollars a year if my team did a really good. I wouldn't pay him twenty. No, yeah, I I wouldn't pay him one hundred fifty million over four or five years. (laughs) No, fuck no. (laughs) Like that's yeah, fucking right. What about what about him going uh, Bucks mid level exception? I don't know if the Bucks still have theirs. I think they used it. Oh, probably on Rodney Hood. Uh, I would almost say they used it on. Maybe they do have it. I I don't. I don't think they do. Here's an interesting one for me. Here, here are the players that I think are interesting. Uh, obviously not. I know Kawhi Leonard. Um, he opted out, but we all know he's just resigning with the Clippers. Um, here's the one that interests me the most. Uh, Victor Oladipo. Oh, he's still out. Yeah. Now he could he could sign with um. He could still sign with the Miami Heat, although it says he's technically with Houston. Is he with Houston? Who? 
Oladipo? No, he he was on the Rockets. Why he got traded to the Heat? Last he hasn't year, though, right? He hasn't signed anyway. He's a free agent. No, I know, but uh, no, just because the thing that I'm looking at, it says, because it's saying what team is he uh, from and where did he go? And they still have him listed playing for Houston, which I thought he was on the Miami Heat. I thought he got traded last year from Houston to Miami. He did. He played like one game and got hurt or something like that. Right, right. But I, so I was just confused as to why I was seeing it like this. But um, I think that's the most interesting one to me because he's he's also in the same position as Dennis Schroeder, where unless he resigns with the Heat, which he probably will, um, He's going to have to go somewhere for a mid-level, and he's 29. Yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. Uh, he, he's been injured, but, I mean, like, like a team – like if he came in was like the Lakers six-man. Yeah, I mean, if he's healthy. He's not going to go to the – he's not going to go to the Lakers. No, I don't I, I think I think he here's a lot – here are the reasonable teams that he goes to. Miami, Sixers, or Bucks. And the reason I say that is the Bucks. He could, in theory, start on the Bucks because they don't have they don't have a shooting guard. They don't. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, trying to, yeah, maybe. No, it'd be Divincenzo. It'd be Divincenzo who was hurt, and he's the he's a better coming off the bench. Um, so you'd have you would have uh, Drew Holiday at the point guard. And here's why I like this. And here's why I like this. You have Drew Holiday at the point guard. You'd have Victor Oladipo at the two, Chris Middleton at the three, Giannis at the four, Brooke Lopez at the five. It's a very good defensive lineup. It's a very good starting defensive lineup. Oh, it is. And the reason I like this even more is now you don't have to rely on Drew Holiday being your third scorer. Inconsistent offensive Drew Holiday, he he doesn't have that pressure of having to put up 18 now. He doesn't have that. If Oladipo takes pressure off, what? If Oladipo still got it. But he doesn't even have to have it anymore. He just has to have some of it. Yeah. Like, he only needs to score 15. It's true. Now, now you could split that scoring with him and, and him and Drew Holiday. He needs to average 15, 16 a, a game. Drew Holiday averages 15 a game. Who's He's very capable of doing that. Now Middleton and Giannis, you know they're going to do their thing. You got Brooke Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that man has never learned to run. I like properly. If you just see him, I, I swear. My favorite is when he gets low and he starts guarding point guards and he starts trying to move his feet. And yeah, with those high socks, it's just hilarious. Yeah, it's, um, it's but he, like, I, I think he would be a great addition to the Bucks. Um, I, I and he's a good defender. And what was his injury last year? Was it Achilles or was it a knee? Oh, people was quad. Oh, he tore his quad. That's not a bad injury to come from. Like it's just yeah. a long process, but it's not like it's not like tearing a knee. I, th- I mean, I think he'll be all right. Like I, yeah. I mean, he might not be I, as explosive, but he'll be able to do fit. He'll be able to do fifteen, sixteen a game. I, I think. Now, what is he doing? Is he ring tracing, or is he is he trying to? If he if he's doing a mid level, he's trying to earn a contract the next year. Yeah, I mean, so, I think a lot of guys are going to be in that boat because there's no money left. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, he, he's going to have money if he stays in Miami. He'll be able to have money. Well, I mean, if he stays – if the Miami do want him, it's going to be for the minimum. They kind of need him now because they lost out on DeMar. Because who's their starting lineup? They got Kyle, 
uh, Kyle Lowry at the one, Duncan Robinson at the two. You had Jimmy Butler at the three. Who's their four? It's heck. I I don't know. I lost. Yeah, good peeps. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Bam, no. I think they gave up Precious, so. I think I lost my, there goes my camera. It's all right. But, uh. Yeah, they don't have anybody. They don't have anybody. Uh, Udonis has one. Uh, 100 years. Yeah, they don't have anybody. So they need a four. Yeah, so. That really so hurts them. What I team mean, do you think got the best free agency overall? Lakers. Lakers did. Absolutely. I think the Lakers did too. And I, then I think it, you could you could pick between the Bucks and the Nets and if you want to, the Suns. Because, I mean, the Suns did retain Chris Paul. It's a big deal. They did get campaign back. Uh, but they'd still have their, – their big problem was they had no size. And they didn't, fit, they didn't, they didn't answer that question. They didn't fill well, it. It's DeAndre Ayton. They had DeAndre Ayton though last year, and he they, they didn't he they didn't fill that void. The they lacked like it showed against the Bucks that they had no size. Yeah, they maybe they should have. Maybe they should have tried. They should have tried to sign a uh, Drummond. Yeah, um, but then you had two centers out there. Oh, you're saying just like another power forward? Oh, yeah, I don't. They need don't a bigger power forward. Then, then Jay Crowder, absolutely. They so have a bunch of like their team is filled with like three guards. Someone like Otto Porter would have been good for them then. Yeah, maybe or or um, fuck, even Dwight Howard would have been good. He's a Laker. Oh, you know, no, they did, they did, they got Javale McGee. Oh, that's right, they got Javale McGee. Uh, they got JaVale McGee. Yeah, that, that was actually a good signing for them for the size. Um, so they didn't answer that. I mean, so let's, uh, let's get into this, the way too early predictions we got. What do we have? We have in the, let's start in the West. Um, you know, we got really just the Lakers in my opinion and the Suns. I don't see another, you can, people are going to argue the jazz and the nuggets. I'm just, everybody listening, just, just stop right now. Just, just shut up they're not going to be good. I guarantee you none of those teams will make the I don't think either one of those teams the Jazz or the Nuggets will make the Western Conference Finals. Barring injuries, I don't see I don't see the Jazz or the Nuggets making the finals either. I'm not making the Western Conference Finals. Well, I mean, they can get I mean, it depends on what that what the seeding is. Who no, cuz they're going to have to play the Lakers or the Suns. Unless they play unless they unless the Jazz and the Nuggets play each other in the semis, that's the only way. That's the only way that one of them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, just depends on the seeding. Like, you know, the Lakers may end up, you know, getting a four seed. I see what you're saying. I see. Yeah. But regardless, yeah, I definitely way too early predictions. I think it's going to be Lakers. Yeah. Clippers, though. Kawhi. Suns. Nuggets. I mean, just teams that are going to be like at the top of the West. Nuggets. uh, Jazz. Pelicans. I think the Pelicans will make a step forward next year. They better, or Zion's gonna fucking leave. So, <laughs> better. Um, and he, de- I, I think he doesn't like New Orleans either. No, I don't think so either. He wants to go to the Knicks. Um, Pelicans. Who else is talk there? about an organization? Oh, Mavericks. I think that you never know what the Mavericks do. But Luke here's could- the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. 
we're talking about contenders way too early predictions. Like I don't think either one of those teams are contenders. Okay. So what you're saying teams that you think can win the championship. In my out opinion, of the West or just the Suns and the Lakers out of the West is just Suns. in the West. I'm going to say teams that can win the championship in the West. I'm going to say there's two teams. One of my teams is the Lakers. My second team is not the Suns. Let me guess before you, let me, let me think what your other, let me think what your other team would be. No way you think the Nuggets. Nope. Who? The Warriors. Oh, how. I, I think the that's war, depending I think, on Clay being even. That's depending on. Clay. I, I, I'm Clay taking health out of the question. I'm saying everybody's healthy. I'm saying to start a new season, everybody's healthy. I'm saying the Lakers are the best team in the West. I think there's a significant drop off. Goes Warriors, and I think the Warriors and Suns are pretty close. But if the Warriors and Suns played in the series, I'd probably pick the Warriors. I'm I'm not picking against last year's Steph. That dude was unbelievable. Like. If Steph can be 90% of that with like incorporating Clay, incorporating their young guys, maybe Wiseman takes a step up. Like, I, dude, I'm sorry. I, I'm Steph high is, on Wiseman. I'm high on Wiseman. I think I think he's getting a bad rap. I think people people are all fucking, you know, oh, second pick of the draft wasn't a star already. He's a he's a bust. It's like, shut the fuck up. He was also Give this hurt guy a him. chance. He also got hurt. A chance. What? He got hurt though, too. Yes, but people are like, oh, he wasn't very good, blah, 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 all over this crap. They need to train yeah, him for games, it. Though, he had games where you saw glimpses where you're like, all right, I can see why. And he had games he looked terrible and okay. He should. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah, it is okay. Like, I'm, I'm not sitting here going to pound my chest. LeBron and Michael Jordan when they come out of – come into the NBA. If not you're either. literally – if you're not averaging like 20-something a game off like 60% shooting as a rookie, be like people already deem you a bust. Like, give him a chance. Like, he's in a weird situation where, like, that team was, like, has some veteran superstars. Like, that's unusual for a, a Yeah, top he pretty much got drafted by, an, uh, an like, a championship contending team. Yes. And then Clay gets hurt, obviously, and all that stuff. But, like, I think they – I think legitimately they – I mean, shit, man. They got a pretty deep team. They have Steph. They have Clay. They have Draymond. Like, why not? If they played the Lakers in a seven-game series, I'm taking the Lakers. But, like, you're telling me, like – Clay and Steph get hot. They can't win four games. Like, I'm not going to say they can't. And I'm just – that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I think the Lakers and Nets are on a – obviously, if you're going off paper, they're on a collision course. Um, but, yeah, I think it's I think it's Lakers. I'll, I'll put the Suns in there. Lakers, Warriors, and Suns, I think, are the only teams that can win the West. Unless the Mavericks pull something off here, which, again, we're going off right now. But I think Luka Doncic is the best player in the world. So. Who do you think are the Who do you think are the eight teams from the West that make the playoffs next year? Not playing. We're just doing eight. Yeah. No. 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 Just yeah. Do the the top eight teams. Okay. You think like whoever you think would win the play-ins and get in. Like, what do you see? Who do you think the eight teams are going to be? Okay. Like Lakers, Suns, Warriors, Jazz, Nuggets, Mavericks. Pelicans, Blazers, Grizzlies. He just did 10. Did I really? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't take the Rockets, the Thunders, the Kings, the Timberwolves, the Spurs, or the or the uh or the uh Clippers. You did you did uh Nuggets, Suns, Nuggets, Mavericks, Nuggets, Blazers, Warriors, Dallas, 
That's three. Nuggets. Uh, Warriors. You said Clippers. No, I didn't say Clippers. I don't think Clippers are right. going to make well, it. Well, Lakers. Lakers. Blazers. Stuns. That's six. Pelicans and Jazz. That's eight. And then you did Memphis and one other team. I can't, I can't remember what you just said. All right. Let's, let, let, me, let me just start this over then. <laughs> I'm going Lakers, Suns, Warriors, Jazz, Nuggets, Clippers. No, not Clippers, sorry. Uh, Mavericks, Blazers, and then Warriors. I already said Warriors, so uh, sub. Uh, the, the Blazers. Yeah, the I Blazers. like that. I I think I think you get the yeah. I, I think I have the same lineup, but just to make sure. Uh, Nuggets, Warriors, Dallas. I think make it. Um, I still think the Clippers make the playoffs. I think it's too deep. I just don't think they can without Kawhi Leonard. It's just too deep. They're still gonna have Paul George, Reggie Jackson. They're gonna have a decent team though next year. Like uh, they may not be a high seed, and then Kawhi Leonard's still coming back midway through the season. I don't think he's going to be back midway. He just had surgery two weeks ago. I mean, that's thirds through the season. Then, no, he might. Well, if he only had it two weeks ago, he's probably out for the whole season. Actually, yeah, he. I, I don't. Th- I think it's a washed season for them. I, I think the Grizzlies are up and coming. I think the Warriors are going to be better. Obviously, I de- that's who I was going to pick was the Grizzlies. So that was so. I got Nuggets, Warriors, Dallas. That's three. I think Memphis is four. Obviously, the Lakers five. Obviously, the Suns at six. And then the Jazz, that's seven. Blazers, Pelicans, Blazers, See, obviously. That's what I'm saying. The Clippers just like, I, I don't know. And like, if you're the Pelicans, you're going to do whatever you can to get into the playoffs. Like, you're, you're, the clock is ticking with Zion. Right who now. do you think, uh, who do you think are coming out of the, the East as far? Who's, who do you think is coming out of the East? Who are the contenders that are coming out of the East? The, the teams that I think can win the Eastern or win the finals, win the championship, the whole thing is Sixers, Nets, and Bucks. Um, yeah. And I would say a dark horse, just because, again, we saw them do it already once and, you know, things fall their way. The Heat. Yep. I have them as a dark horse. I too. mean, why, why not? Like, why not they pull out a gritty series where teams aren't even scoring 100 points, like something like that? Now, my honest prediction. If the Nets are completely healthy, I think the only team that even really gives them a – well, that's not true because I don't know what the Sixers are going to look like. But if the Sixers do trade Simmons for a better scoring guard or whatever it is, like that goes well with Embiid, they can beat the Nets. So what do you I think about I this? Just, I don't think the Bucs can beat the Nets. Here's a trade uh, one of my buddies sent me um, involving the Sixers and Blazers. Not going for Lillard, but they trade C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons. You get C.J. McCollum, a first – and then uh, just like a, a role reign, like some role player who fills the salary. And then for Ben Simmons. Um, what I, so, so you want Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons together? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, so if I were the Sixers, this is where it's going to where it's going to be fun. We're going full circle here, here, which they can't right now. I would have to be midseason. Norman, Norm, uh, yeah, Norman Powell would have to be there for a while. If I were Sixers, I would try to figure out how to get Norman Powell in that trade. I but like I don't that. think the obviously if you're the Blazers, you probably don't want to give him up. But like I would think about that because if you're getting CJ McCollum and Norman Powell for like oh, Ben, dude, maybe that's why they got and they gave Norman Powell that contract. But that salaries wouldn't match though because I think CJ McCollum no, makes but, it. What? 
CJ McCollum and Ben Simmons make the same amount of money. So they could technically. Right. But no, but what you would do is then you would do Norman Powell and you just add a couple role players to fit the salary and then you give them. A and then maybe the Sixers throw in some. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm i just saying, like, if you're. What was, what's Ben win, Simmons making? 27? Something like that. Let me. Right. So you only got to, you only got to find another eight, not, you only got to find another 10 million. So Ben Simmons makes 3 million more than CJ McCollum. So technically, if you threw in that new 18 million, they would have to fill with something. I don't know what that is. I mean, the Sixers don't have any other contracts they can add, actually. So that wouldn't. No, even... no, but you would just need to fill. You would just need to match his. Well, I'm talking about if they wanted Powell, too. I mean, they could do CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons straight up. They can't do Ben Simmons for and no, no, no. I'm saying why they gave. Uh, no, no, you're not hearing me. I, I think what your other your other contract that your your other trade was even better. I think you don't go for CJ, you don't go for Dame, you go for Powell, and then you don't have to give up Seth Curry, you don't have to give up Matisse Thybul. You get to keep both of those. You then can trade. You can trade Ben Simmons, and then you get. Norman Powell, another role player, maybe even two role players who are like smaller contracts to fill that money gap to get you the 27 a year. And then you give them a pick for Ben Simmons. So you get three players, a pick for Ben Simmons, and you get Norman Powell, who's going to get you 18 a game, but he can shoot where Ben Simmons couldn't. Maybe that's why this is what the Blazers are maybe thinking. They give them a bigger contract. Norman Powell, it's sellable to a team like the Sixers. And then you don't have to give up Dame or CJ McCollin, but then you add Ben Simmons. People are still under their impression because Ben Simmons is another one pick. You know how we said teams lock into this. Like once they get fixated on what a player's like, like it never really seems to change. That could be a thing that they do, man. I I, I don't think that's a bad trade. I couldn't understand why the Blazers would want to do that. Obviously the Sixers wouldn't do that. The Sixers the Sixers asking price for Ben Simmons right now is so ridiculous that them to come down from that to what we just like that trade that you just said, like this is dude, they want, they want four first and an all-star. So they're not going to get that though. The, no, they're not like, gonna get, literally, literally teams are telling them, no, they're not yeah. going to get that. But the blade, but the Blazers would do CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons straight up. So that's basically the bar. Like, like the Blazers would do that. I'm pretty sure. So like, if you're Sixers, like you know, you can at least get a CJ McCollum type. You said though, Ben, you're gonna have Ben Simmons and Dame Lillard together. That's two very ball, like heavy ball handling teams. A like, lot of spacing though. I mean, obviously Ben Simmons can't shoot, but it's still spacing to the point where it's like you don't have like he can get to the hoop, and and Bead's not down there clogging the lane. But like again, I'm not, that's not. I, I say that like Embiid's the problem. Embiid's yeah, not, 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 not the problem. Embiid is. Embiid, if he wants to be and can come in shape and stay in shape and stay healthy, could definitely be the best player in the world. So yeah. it's uh, um, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with Ben Simmons. It's interesting. I really did. I I mean, I told you this week. So I thought it was gonna be Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons, and then the then I thought that the Blazers would also offload CJ McCollum, start to rebuild and try to build the team around Ben Simmons and give Ben Simmons a year or two to like just flourish, like learn how to play basketball without pressure. But it doesn't seem like they want to do that. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think what they're the only do team that can beat the really beat the Nets if the Sixers need to make some moves, but I think the only team that can beat the Nets is the Bucks. Yeah, especially, so I, especially I, I, since they got way. Rodney Hood, I think that 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 helps them a lot. I yeah, know it's I not. Just, I know it's not the the moves like the Patty Mills signing, but I think it's a solid contract. The reason I I just don't think the Bucks can beat them. It's just my preference, but like the reason I think the Sixers can is I know Ben Simmons isn't going to be there. 
And whoever they trade Ben Simmons for is going to be a good player, at least, who's going to fit that team better. And I just, the, the Sixers have nothing for Joel Embiid. Nothing. I mean, not Sixers, sorry, the Nets. So I just think there's a bit, lot of possibility. I don't think the Nets have anything for Giannis, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just a little different because Embiid's like seven to 300 pounds. But I meant more like, I mean, you can, you, KD's not going to lock down Giannis, but KD can like play in there. He's tall, he's lanky. Oh my God, Gian, Giannis will eat his fucking But KD's like actually a game. really good defender. It's not so, against Giannis, bro. Giannis teabag. Well, nobody's going to be a good defender against Giannis. You just try to contain them. My point was like, you just have, you don't have anything for Embiid on that next team. You don't have anything. You have people you can throw at Giannis. You don't have a single person you can throw at Embiid on the nets. They don't. They don't, they don't have a single body they can throw at Embiid. If he wants to play in the post, he's going to eat. He's going to get 40 every game. It's just it's just about the other Sixers being able to score to keep up with the net scoring. That's what I'm saying. If they get a Ben Simmons trade for a CJ McCollum, who's going to give you 20 to 24 points a game, shooting three balls and shit, like that's what I'm starting to think. Okay, now they have nobody that can guard and beat, and now they can compete with the scoring. I don't think I, they should go. I just think McCollum. Giannis could eat. I think Giannis will would get forty a game on the net, so too. Like I, I really, I really don't think you're going to put KD on him, and he's going to stop. He's going to slow Giannis to thirty. Like I, I just don't. I think, I'm I think a, if Giannis wants to, what he's going to do, which I think he started to realize in towards the end of the net se- uh, series, he's just he's sitting the post. Like he's not. He's he's not going to allow anybody to stop him in the post. I'm a. I'm a forward. If he learns to actually post up and he's not like just forcing his way into the lane too. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a forward thinker. Um, if I was the wizards, if I was the wizards, there would be a Bradley. Be- I, I don't care if, if Bradley Beal said he, did, he doesn't demand a trade. I would be trading Bradley Beal for Ben Simmons right now. Here's why you're the wizards. Yeah. Nobody goes to your team. Ben Simmons is only 25. There are still so many people who have so much confidence that he could become something. Bradley Beal is not staying there after this year. I don't care all the loyalty bullshit. Maybe he wants the money, whatever. They're, they have shown no ability to get better. If I'm the Sixers, I can get Ben Simmons on a – he has four years left on his contract. I'm sorry, the Warriors. He has four years left on his contract. I could have Ben Simmons for four more years and actually work on building a team around him while he develops. And I get and I and I trade Beal, who's probably going to leave anyways. I wouldn't even ask Beal if he's going to stay. I would just trade Bradley Beal. I would just do it because you're at least you're getting first. And then guess what? Now the Sixers probably can keep Bradley Beal. That's probably not. A, that's probably easy to keep Bradley Beal with Embiid, unless Embiid like oh, they don't get along. Yeah, absolutely. So why not? Like if I'm the Sixers, I mean, I don't I'm think not, that's bad either. I think that's. I, I think Bradley Beal is a dark horse uh, trade deadline player. If you're the Wizards, what are you doing? Like he's not going to stay there. You're garbage. You have you have no money to build around him. Nobody's gonna go there. Like, yeah, you could say the same thing for Simmons down the road. But like, if Sim- Simmons is supposed to be this well, all around talent, why like, why are you building a team around Bradley Beal? And my is that's also my other question. That's, like, I, I don't I, get me wrong. I'm not saying Bradley Beal is not good. I think he's an all star. I think he's an all star. I think he's been shafted in recent years about being an all star player. But I I not building a team around him. Never. Absolutely. If I'm the Sixers, I would offer like building a team around CJ McCollum. Like you would never do that. If I was the Sixers, I would offer, I would offer a, I would offer uh, Ben Simmons right now. I'd offer a first round pick this next year's first round pick. And I would just entice them just so the Wizards don't even think about it. I'd give them like a first round pick in like five years from now. One that when like Embiid's older, everybody's older could actually be something good. 
I'd be willing to do that. I, I don't know what the Wizards are doing. I would I'd be offering Bradley Beal for Ben Simmons right now because I know the Sixers would take it, and I know what I'm getting. I'm getting four years of Ben Simmons, and guess what? You were gonna you're gonna lose Bradley Beal for nothing, most likely. So might as well at least hope that the Ben Simmons project works. Like why not? Just just that's forward thinking. I think what we're seeing is that Ben Simmons is not gonna work. <laughs> that's why. I mean, but that's I, I agree with you that they should. Um. Uh, so, who are your eight teams coming out of the East? Mm, Eastern NBA. Let's see. Uh, Eastern Conference. Bulls. Uh, right, go. Go. I Bulls. got it. Bulls. Pacers. Celtics. Heat. Hawks. A few more. Got to be. Get Bucks rid of get get rid of the Pacers. Get rid of the Pacers and add the Bucks, Nets, and 76ers. I was trying to go from the bottom up, but I added one too many teams. So no Pacers. I think the Bulls make it. I think the Celtics make it. Uh, I think the Heat, Hawks, Knicks, Bucks, Nets, and 76ers. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I got I got Nets, Knicks, Sixers, uh, Bucks, Miami, Hawks. That's six. I think Hornets. Is a seventh. Ooh, I like and then that. I probably would go. I think the Bulls. I don't think the Celtics make the playoffs. Okay, so I was about to say, I have something for you. I actually think that's very possible. I agree with you on that. Like I when I said the Bulls are gonna make it, I, I'm seeing what you're saying though. The, the bottom of the east is a little more competitive than I thought. I just think the Bulls are gonna be better than those teams, at least this year. But I think you're gonna have basically Maybe even the Raptors if they play well enough, but I think I'll leave them out. But the Bulls, Hornets, Pacers, Wizards, no, I, I can't see the Wizards. Celtics no. basically fighting for those last two spots. I don't That's think the Celtics be are because they're your your own they really they only have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Brown. I think the Celtics are a year away. I think Brad Stevens is trying to position them for next for next offseason. For who? I don't know if it's for any like anybody like super good, but like to, to, to rebuild their team a little bit. Uh, twenty twenty two. I think they need to trade Jalen Brown. Oh, I think so too. But I mean, it would have to be for the right person. Like if they could get, I don't even. I mean, is Bradley Bill from Drake? Like Bradley Bill is better. Like yeah, see it, but is it like a huge upgrade? I don't know about that. From Jalen Brown? Yeah, it's Bradley Bill. Like I don't think so. I like I, I see better. your point. It's like. Is he going to get you over the hump? By I don't think so. I think he adds maybe three more wins to your team from Jalen Brown. But the pro, like here, here it is. If they had another piece on their team, adding Bradley Beal would definitely help them. But the position that they are in right now, Bradley Beal doesn't do anything for them. Like it doesn't. It you're at best. You're talking about Bradley Beal makes them a fifth seed at best, and that's only because they're in the East. I would say realistically a six seed. Yeah, Bradley Bill. So yeah, Bradley Bill's a free agent next is a free agent next offseason. Maybe that's their goal. Try to add him. But they're just what about him in know. New York. Maybe. I mean it's possible. Him, RJ Barrett, and then they, they try and get somebody else who's a big man. Who's like a big man that's free? There really isn't a lot of big name free agents for a while. Like 2025 is the first time. Giannis, 
Damian Lillard. I mean, uh, Damian Lillard's gonna be 35 then. Paul George will be 35. That's why Damian Lillard's leaving this year. He's leaving at the trade deadline. Yeah, I, 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 I don't even know how they keep him till then. But you know what's crazy? Anthony Davis with his contract up, he's only 32. I wonder if he gets another max. Because his max, if it was with the Lakers, that max would probably with that what the cap will be by then would probably be five years and like two eighty to three hundred million dollars. Crazy. Yeah, I personally love Anthony Davis. He's actually one of my all-time favorite players. Um, when he went on that like nine-game stretch when he was on the Pelicans, where he was like he was like forty every night, it was like forty and eighteen every night. It was one of the most dominant things I've ever seen in my life. And then I remember he just like was abusing everybody. I just don't get why he doesn't tap into that more. Um, dang, like looking at what all these guys' contracts are. I just think he's soft. He's just injury prone. He's been hurt so many times. It's, I think that's what adds to his softness is he's just so nervous to get hurt because he does get hurt all the time. It's really so does. weird. Go, to look, go look at his injuries, guy. dude. Like go look at his injury history list. It's like absurd. It's just as long as Joel Embiid's. Yeah, it's the crazy. Is, I think Joel Embiid is more dominant than than Anthony Davis. I would take Joel Embiid over Anthony Davis ten out of ten times. Yeah. I, I know you may give me flack for that, and people might give me flack for that, but if I'm asking for somebody to dominate a game to go get me thirty and fifteen, I'm putting my money on Joel Embiid being able to do that. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh, I can't believe you take Joel Embiid over Anthony Davis." Would I? No, but I. But that's not absurd. Yeah, it's, a splitting, you, it's a splitting hair. Yeah, it's not. If you're giving me 2020 playoffs, Anthony Davis, no, I'm not. I mean, I, I then I think there's a little bit of a the separation. But if you're giving me, I don't know when I'm getting Anthony Davis, then there's then you're definitely splitting hairs. Because if I get the Embiid that was playing like the MVP before he got hurt in the regular season, I mean, give me that guy every day of the week. Like, I'm not going to complain. I love Joel Embiid. I love how – Hardy plays uh, last year. Last year he played like everybody thought he he had the potential to play. He's a free agent in two years. New York. No, he would never go to New York. Is that he would, not? He is he not though? Philly would the, Philly would massacre him if he went to New York. Well, isn't he the perfect person to play in New York? So, like that's what I'm saying. All of their contracts go to 2024. He's a free agent in 2023. He would be 29 years old. He is so perfect for New York. You want know else is really yeah, funny? but Philly is just as big as a market. I know it's not New York, but it's like it's not like far off. Like Philly's the fourth biggest market in the U.S. They're not far off. Phil and Philly and New York are heated rivals. It would, I mean, and he loves Philly. Like that's the thing. He loves Philly. Do you want to know something crazy? What? In 2023, why is Austin? Oh, Austin Reeves. Um, 2023 NBA free agents are um, are oh, there's a good. It's really good. Like James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Chris Middleton. Well, Bradley Beal only if he accepts his player option, so he probably won't be there. A lot of these guys have to accept their player options, but Joel Embiid is a free agent in 2023. Now, I don't know how good of a mesh this would be, but guess who has – will have like $80 million in cap space that season? The Los Angeles Lakers. Embiid. No, I don't see him going to L.A. Embiid and Anthony Davis. <laughs> that would be fucking crazy. 
Yeah. That would be insane. I don't know if it that fits. That would be like that... David Robinson, Tim Duncan, second coming. Like, because the reality is the Lakers 2023, like LeBron's contracts are done. Russell Russell's contracts are done. Uh, they don't have anybody signed. It depends how the, the people they sign um, for 2020. Like, it, dep- it depends. Like, I t- uh, Horton Tucker's contract will be there, like $10 million, but they'll still have a lot of money because the cap's going to go up. And I don't know what they'll do with LeBron after his contract's up, but obviously if you have Joel Embiid at 29 and he wants to come or you're going to get 40-year-old LeBron, I think you know the decision you need to make there. But So here's, here's the only thing. <clears throat> There's only two places I think he realistically goes outside of Philly because Philly is a huge market. So it's like it is a big tourist. It is a big like free agents destination because it's a huge market and they got history. Here are the only places I see him really logically going. I don't see him in LA. I, I just don't. I don't think it, I don't think Joel Embiid's sure. an LA guy. Um, I see him staying in the East, Miami. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Miami would have the money, but I, 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 I guarantee fucking to you, they will find the money. Second, Golden State could be a team for him. This isn't updated with Miami's new contracts, but Miami is so far over the cap. I don't even, they would have to unload like everybody. No, you, know you have, uh, who's the after, other team? You said? Butler is about to leave. Cause he's contracts almost up. He's, I think he's entering his third year in the contract. So after next year, he would be, he'd be done. So his contract. No, Butler just off. signed the max extension. I didn't see that. Yeah, he got it. He signed it yesterday. It's ridiculous. He's going to be making like fifty million a year. Yeah. Did you say a beat to the Warriors? Yeah. So here's the thing. It's funny because actually, uh, they could make that work. I think, especially with like the sign and trade situation, I think they could make that work. And well, I think they could do a sign and trade with the Heat too. Yeah, but the, again, like that. And I think yeah. Butler would love to play with Embiid. Yeah, he loved playing with him in Philly. Oh, friend, they could play with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Dude, if they traded the Sixers, traded CJ McCollum straight up for Ben Simmons or even Bradley Beal, I forgot Tobias Harris would still be there with Seth Curry and um, Mathis Seibel. Damn, that team would be fucking good, dude. That team would be awesome, and that I want him to win. That team would be fucking awesome. Even if it's CJ or Bradley Beal, that team would be fucking awesome. Yeah, I agree. I th- and I, I, I honestly think if I was Daryl Morey, I would stop being dumb. I'm done. I'm, I'm not wasting and beats time anymore. I go to the fucking Wizards and they I say, get rid of their fucking coach. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking Doc Rivers was over at the Doc coach. Rivers, fuck it. Oh my god. If, I'm but so if I'm, happy. I'm so happy you showed me that light. I I, I, <laughs> I I saw it finally after last year. Not like when he was his last year with the Sixers or the Clippers. Well, God, he's overrated. To be fair, he's you were so a little overrated. blinded. You love KG. KG had his best moments, you know, with the Celtics. Doc was there. It, yeah, it's it's fine. But I'm, if I'm the Sixers, I'm I'm doing it. I'm Ben Simmons, two first round picks for Bradley Beal right now. Stop, stop. Daryl Morey needs to swallow his pride. Stop trying to get the fucking James Harden type trade for Ben Simmons. It's not happening. And get him beat a second fucking, fucking person where you guys can go win a ring. You're not going to give a fuck about what you lost, or what you gave up for Ben Simmons or whatever the fuck it is if you win a ring. Dude, I, I would trade. I would literally trade $27 million worth of peanuts for Ben Simmons right now. 
Yeah. If all I got was $27 million worth of peanuts for Ben Simmons, I'd be okay. No, I, 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 I'm not big on Simmons either, dude. If I found a way to, it was Simmons and picks for Beal, like if you're the Sixers, good, congratulations. Like, that's great. If you can get rid of Ben Simmons this season, they're clearly trying. Like, they're clearly trying. No, he, put him he, on the block. He too much. No, they're not going to get that. That'll be, that's the thing. Is he trying? And the, the market's telling him that. Like, he, he literally who, Greg Popovich, who keeps talking about how great Ben Simmons is, they offered him to the Spurs, and the Spurs said <laughs> yes. And Greg Popovich loves Ben Simmons from everything he says. Although I think it's a faux love. I think he says it because he's just like so fucking player friendly that he he says it, but I don't think he would want Ben Simmons. Well, before we conclude this, I would like to share my screen with you because the greatest video ever just came out. I'm going to pause real quick. Let me share. Is it Ben Simmons shooting? Oh, uh, you can't share my screen. It is Ben Simmons oh, shooting. Yeah, I can do it. Hold on. Hold on. Give, give me one second. Wait one second. There is a video of Ben Simmons working on his jumper and it still looks shitty. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, now share your screen. Okay. Can you see it? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. He like doesn't even look comfortable backing down. Like, oh, dude, that's not. And watch how he releases it. Watch his yeah. release there. It's like a flick too. It's not even like he, he doesn't just flicks it. It doesn't look comfortable. He does not look comfortable even backing that guy down. Like, no contact. Very, very little contact, and that dude's half is there his size. One? No, that was the only little one. Damn it. This the start of the annual Ben Simmons is working on jumpers and the offseason video is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Philly. 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 Dude, fucking fuck Ben Simmons. Fuck Ben Simmons. If you want to tank, trade for Ben Simmons. That's all I got to say. That's right. All right, brother. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you for getting me back on my horse. Uh, this episode will be releasing, what's today? Tuesday? Today, Tuesday or Monday? Tuesday, right? Tuesday. So this video will be releasing, or this will be released Thursday. Um, thanks for coming on, dude. Hell yeah, dude. It's been fun. Yeah, this is a great, this is a great episode. Um, other than that, man, I hope you do well. And just let me know when that uh, that kid comes out. And, I will uh, do. I'll, so, uh, I'll definitely get a little FaceTime, FaceTime action. Hell yeah, 100%. All right. Love you, brother. Take it easy. Love you too, man. See you later.